Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Based on fiction. All right, welcome back to another episode of In No Particular Order. I'm the. Oh, I almost said I'm your name, so we're not going to put that in. Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of No Particular Order. I'm Evan, the third host. And I'm joined by always on this show by D Mac. What's going on, bro? Not much. Just chilling, bro. Yeah, uh, I'll say this right from the uh, outset here. Definitely listen. To the post credits of this episode, club. we wax poetic about the current climate uh, situation in our country. So it's, it's pretty good discussion. But we won't. We don't want to put that depressing shit at the beginning of the episode. So we're going to put it at the end. Um, but as we said last month, yeah, because we didn't miss a month, did we? No. Okay. As we said last month, uh, this. This month we're going to do a show that's going to count down our top five cities or regions in hip hop in no particular order. Uh, I say cities slash regions because um, it's sometimes difficult to pinpoint shit, and it gives a little more. Although all mine are cities, some I did a bigger city that's connected to a smaller city to make sure like give like the proper accolades to uh, everyone. But I um, think I got you on that one. Though. There's I a, think I know what city that is. But. There's two. There's two on there. Oh, okay. So it would be interesting to see if you did get it. Um, but we won't have very much hyperbole for it. Uh, as always, uh, you go first, D-Mac. Who, what, what, where? What is your first entry? Alright, my first one. Uh, I'm going to start with Atlanta, of course. That's on my list, uh, too. That's <laughs> on your list, too? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, Atlanta... Uh, after pretty much, it's been a lot of debate. People saying that Atlanta's been in the forefront, like literally been leading the way as far as hip hop. A lot of Atlantans think that way. I don't think that way. I think they did have, I would say, like in the mid, I say mid two thousand ish to probably two thousand and. I'll go 2015. I'll give it a little teen year, at least. Yeah, yeah. That they were pretty, like, relevant. Because a lot of them were literally, it was trends, pretty much. They, it got to the point where you did have lyrics, like, Luda, shout out to him, he came way before then, he was like 2000, but, um, yeah, it was Young Jeezy, uh, T.I., sorry, he was popping off probably like 2004-ish to... Our senior high school. That's when yeah. uh, 24th came out. Yep, yep. And he, he 2004, and then he started spending 2005, 2006, and you know, uh, Then you had Lil John Eastside Boys with Lil John. They started like, whoo! They started off at the beginning of you know, high school, middle school, going yep. into. <laughs> yep, yep. But then you also had like, uh, it was a young jock. He started off, it was kind of late in the game. You know, he had his one hit. Uh, no, no, bro. Uh, he, he he had a couple, bro. He had him going down. 
He had uh any, many, many, more. How many bitches want to fuck? Won't go. That's true. I get you that. I, I know you said. Uh, I know he was in a good, a lot of features. Like, yeah, you know, he got good. I'm thinking like, of want T Pain. Let me buy you a drink. Yeah, you, you might be right. I can't think of any other Young Jock led songs that were pop. Cause uh, that coffee shop was not it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that shit was not it. That was on uh his second album, Hustlemania, like WrestleMania, but but for hustling. Hustlemania. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You, but then you also got Gucci Man. Then Gucci, you got Gucci. Migos. Migos been out for a minute, but they only they just pop like twelve. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, they pop I'm pop fourteen. Got fourteen or something like that. They pop pop with a Donald Glover got that that uh, fucking Emmy. And a shot of them out. That had to be 16. Yeah. 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 But That's the, when they pop up. Yeah. The first somewhat pop, like, in our culture, was, uh, when Drake hopped on that of Versace. Mm-hmm. But that's almost a 10-year run. Yeah. Yeah. It took them a minute to really... Because I, I had to... I had to do some research on... I was thinking, I was like, how do you really got money like that? But the thing is, though, they've been in the game a minute. They just popped, like, four or five years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what ended up happening. Now they Gucci. Now they good. Now. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of, but to me, a lot of Atlanta rappers, they only ride trends. So when people say, oh, I is, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we the number one. We've been riding Atlanta for not how long? I'm like, eh, not really. I mean, I just go back into, they was always, you always had some hot music coming out of Atlanta. Far as, like, Outkast, for instance, or Goody Mob. Those is the ones that's literally, to me, when you put them out there like that, that's when it's like, hey, they were, to me, almost the founding fathers that brought Atlanta to the forefront. Like, hey, we, we here type thing. And, I wish a lot of people could tap into that sound, but they kind of tap into the whole trap. Trap beat and all that crap, but, you know, uh, far as, far as overall, I say, you know, Atlanta, they is a top five, uh, city region that I'll say, uh, which is a part of the South, but I'll say they, they're, they're really relevant, they relevant, but they ain't like, like how they put it towards like the forefront, you know what I'm saying? They ain't, they ain't about to not anymore. Yeah, they're not as best as, well, I don't want to say until it's, it's my time to say the next region, but we'll, we'll, I'll get into it after that. But uh, what what uh, what do you got in your perspective in Atlanta? I mean, like, you pretty much said it all, man. Um, there's nothing else I have to add to that because you hit everything. But I'll ask you this. Um, speaking from the perspective of, of my spirit animal, MC, do you agree that, that Atlanta isn't really the South based on their area code and time zone? Oh, I still consider them south. I do see. They yeah. still south. Yeah. He was just being I, uh, petty I, I when he said he that shit. He, to get he was technically right. He was technically <laughs> he right. Petty. Yeah, but he, he was definitely being petty. Cause, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting into it on the next one though. On the next region mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with the Pepsi thing. Okay, so that means <laughs> that we can segue right into it then, because it's my turn and my uh city. Slash region, so well, it, it's a coast city, and it's and it resides in the state that she currently live in. 
That's Houston slash PAT, which is Port Arthur, Texas. Because uh, okay. most most of rap that I listen to on a regular basis comes from there. Because that's where you yeah. get, of course, UGK, uh, Swisher House, uh, DJ Michael Watts, Slim Thug, the Boss Hall Outlaws, the people who were popping for five minutes like Mike Jones, uh, <laughs> Uncle Millionaire, um, Paul Wall, Scarface, um, fucking, there's so fucking many out there, uh, uh, from Killer Callion, a Zero, uh, fucking, uh, a little Boosie, uh, a little Webby, uh, yeah. who else? There's just, there's so fucking many in there. And, uh, like that sound, we started back with, uh, the Ghetto Boys and UGK back in the early 90s. Is a sound that still permeates like the hip hop culture to this day, because uh, they were the first people that took kind of soul gospel samples and then flipped them on some hip hop shit. And that's my favorite type of beats. You take a soul sample, a gospel sample, and flip it. More more than likely, I, I'm gonna like the song. Yeah. And, and they're also the first rappers that I can recall who kind of put the melody like in their whole. uh Delivery and, and swag and everything like that, like, and they also were the first to incorporate their slang. I mean, uh, sorry, their uh, their accents into their raps. Now, not to the uh point where Plies use his, his accent as a crutch to make his words rhyme, like I'm gonna be right bike and all that shit. But Houston did it the best, and they also uh put screw music in our culture, which is, which is a good thing. But the bad thing about Houston. And PHT obviously is they also introduced the world to Link, which is obviously a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about the city this in your state. Uh, is 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 that where you want that? That's one of mine as well. Uh, hey, you you pretty much summed it up for me. I mean, uh, I mean Houston. Houston is the the most relevant. Like, yeah, they're probably they could say they literally the South South. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. <laughs> like people would say. Uh, oh, I will say this though. Uh, this is actually a question for you. Somebody, I don't know where I read this ad with PMC, and it was something he was biased. What it is. It, it'll come to me later, though. Okay. Cause it's something that's been, oh, uh, Bumby. Bumby said that, because, uh, I don't know if you know, like, Lil Webby started beefing with Bootsy. Yeah, and uh-huh. Bootsy was just like, you wasn't there for me, this, that, and third. I have, you know, like, basically saying, like, Bumby, uh, uh, Young Jeezy, a couple other Southern rappers that would give him his mom money and stuff while he was in jail and prison and stuff. This that third, and he was like, you wouldn't want to make no songs. I think Lil Webby did get, like, he did get, uh, basically lazy in, in my eyes. I think he kind of got, like, lazy, or maybe he felt some type of way. I don't know. But when you got a homeboy that's in jail, and you ain't really looking after him, but you saying that you is, and then you, you, he know you ain't, because the streets be talking, it still get to him. And then he comes back, and you still, like, open arms to you, like, hey, man, let's get this money together, this, that, and the third. But then you still, like, oh, nah, or ain't showing up, and all this other stuff. 
So Bum B gave him, uh, I guess he said something. It was like, look, I want him to come back together because he, he said it like this. He said, me and Pimp never seen, we was like, it was time, it was a lot of times we ain't never see eye to eye. He was like, I didn't visit him while he was in jail, in prison either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it. When he got out, he was back to say, like, it was nothing skipped to beat. We talked it out, everything's straight now. Now, my question for you is, do you believe that? Cause I know you read the book and everything. How do you feel about the whole Pimp C and Bum B like situation? The Bum B may seem like, hey, you know, that's it was my brother regardless. He's like, we bumped heads a lot. I didn't go see him in prison in the whole nine yards. But he was like, I still had his back if he came down to some money or something like that while he was in prison. Because how he looked at it was, I just didn't want to see him like that. Locked up, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to see him and all that other shit. That's what he said. So I know you read the book. I would just want to see your perspective on basically how, what would you feel about the whole Bum B and Pimp C situation for their friendship and everything? Um, from what the book says, Bum B definitely didn't visit him one time. I think he barely even contacted him or called him. So I can't speak off the top of my head to whether yeah. or not he, he gave Pimpsey money when Pimpsey was in jail. Um, but I do know that Pimpsey, because although Pimpsey was on that bullshit sometime, he definitely felt like Bumby was his brother. So although he was hurt by the fact that Bun never came to visit him, he tried not to hold it against him, but he was hurt by it. And... Although they did become friends again when they got out, things on Pimp C's end were always a bit different. He was a bit distant from Bun B because because of that. Okay. And then uh, when they recorded their uh, comeback album, it was strange too because they were never in the same room at the same. Well, they were mostly in different rooms, like because uh, Pimp C was a night owl and Bun B was like a morning person. So um, Bun B would be there from like nine to five. And then, like, Pimp C would be there from, like, midnight to, five, to nine. Oh, shit. So that whole last, well, they put, well, the, when, uh, when Pimp got out, they put one album out while Pimp was still alive. And, and then they put out a second one, I think, after Pimp died. Uh, because, because, like, they had recorded so many songs. But on when the first, uh, on that first album, they, they weren't really communicating that much. Okay. Now, uh, like as far as uh, Boosie and Webby go, I think the Webby's problem is that he's suffering from a mental illness. Ooh, uh Webby? Yeah. Well, not not mental illness. Uh, mental retardation. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a whole lot of words in this goddamn paper. Yeah, for real. Charlotte McGay, Angela Lee, DJ Envoy. Have you seen that before? That uh, cartoon of when he was on um, the Breakfast Club doing like a drop for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte Begay, Angela Lee, DJ Envoy, The Breakfast Club. And um, oh, although I don't like Boosie's rapping personally, Boosie did come out of jail, and like he came back hard as fuck and the streets love boots. Oh, I know. No. That's why I gotta get that's one reason why I give it to him, because Lucy, Lucy Rhymes ain't the same no more, like, because I, I think he's a little bit too high, smoking weed, drinking, doing doing that, to the point that he really, that boy, like, out of it, out of it. 
I just give him props that he did hit the block, like, boom. He making, like, I'm saying, that dude, he making money. Yeah. He got two houses, mansions, and all that shit, and cars. All you do is see him having parties, and I think he on a club or something. I'm like, this dude be flying money like clockwork. Like, he ain't got to worry about nothing. And, uh, <laughs> <Talk about>. <laughs> <laughs> truth be told, when, when Bushy first got out, he came out way better than he was when he went in. He was trash when he, uh, back in 07. Yeah. Like, now yeah. again, I still don't fuck with his music now, but in terms of his content, it, it's gotten a lot more mature. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say that, yeah. It did. I I wouldn't say he was trash when he came out. It was just that he was just when he get to me he was better on the feature than he was on his own cut. On his own yeah, cut, I yeah, say I probably like two cuts that was good, but on features this dude was just like he was like the main attraction. Like it was like oh this dude about to put some energy into it, and that's why people loved it. But now if I listen to Boosie now I'm just like uh, yeah, it's uh. <laughs> like one of those. Yeah, when Boosie won, oh, when Boosie won, he said, "Pull up at the club, get up. Pull up at the club, VIP gas tank on me, but all the drinks on me. Wipe me down." Yep. Yep. Or that Fox Million. Nah. Yeah, that was Boosie. That was Boosie because he said his name B O O S I E. And then he said B A D A Z Z. That's me. Write me now. Red bone caramel. Hey. I forgot to go. But that shit go hard. That's, that's one of the best songs of all time. <laughs> that go hard. Like when you, because you hear the original version, he ain't on it. But then we hear that version, the remix version, that dude, woof. Everybody want to hear that. I remember, I remember listening to that in Japan. Damn. In Japan bumping that shit. That's all like, hell, this shit, it traveled. Man, if we ever do a list, and I'm sure that it will come, of the best opening lines of all time, that's one of the best opening lines. Cause that, that, that's just a fucking big timers fucking, uh, like the one song back in the day. Like, it's just fucking the, the personification of fucking ghetto fabulous. He's, he's in VIP, gas tank on him without the drinks on me. That shit's yeah, so goddamn cold. That Southern shit go hard. Pants. To this day, that shit go hard. Yeah, but okay, um, I think now it's your go again. Alright, I'm gonna go with, uh, let me go with New York. I, I knew that you were gonna say that. That's why I didn't say it. And also, I don't agree. <laughs> Man, New York, it's, it, it's the, to me, that's literally, it's the mecca of hip hop. That's where the beginning started and all that good stuff. Uh, a lot of people, like, like I said, a lot of people don't think they still, they relevant. Like, and I kinda, It's me. I'm a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of get it, but then I, I don't know why. I still think they, they relevant, but they're at a small margin, really. Like, they at the bottom of the, at the, almost at the bottom of the barrel, then. Well, they're literally at the bottom. I put them at the bottom. They're at the bottom of the barrel, but they still got light. You still got rappers coming out of there. Uh, they need a new one. Cause like right now, they are on life support right now. We'll say that. They on life support right now. Cause the last hip hop artist that is still making, well, somebody that's making noise, I gotta actually think. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's, that's, that's bad. Like, you gotta think. Takashi? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's really it. Pretty much, that's, that's really it. Yeah. Because the only dude, I would say, last dude that really came out flying, and a lot of people said that he the one who brought brought it back to New York, was 50. And that was a long time ago. It was like well, 2003 or something like that. They said he the yeah. one who brought it back because they said they was on life support at that time. Because the, the only dude that was rocking at that time frame was Jay. Yeah. Then you had Eminem. Then you had Nelly. Nelly. Uh, Nelly. Like, all three of them, they was, like, rocking. And Luda. Luda was in it, too. Yep. And everybody was rocking. They was rocking. Like, hitting, hitting, hitting. And you could hear every single cut of them on there, man. Like, everybody was selling. Everybody was eating. But then, when you think about New York, besides Jay, like, who was it? Because even Jay said, the only one who's selling M's is me, M, Pimp Juice. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that. He's like, we the only ones who sell it. I hear that's irrelevant. Everybody else is like, you getting hit and miss here and there. And he's right. He absolutely right. And him coming out of New York, I say it was just 50. And then 50 brought him back off life support. To, like, oh, thank God. Like, somebody came out because he actually erupted. And then a lot of folks like, yo, we need to get our skills up. And then that's when you'll be getting, like, Fat Joe. Fat Joe started popping, coming out again, coming out more. Bam started to come out more. Like, they started mm-hmm. to produce because everybody was trying to get that 50 sound and all that other shit. But then after that, it just got, like, dormant. Like, it was just like, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> you had uh, uh, the ASAP mob. You said ASAP? Uh, yeah. For, like, I six mean, months. In, like, yeah, 2010. Uh, yeah, I mean, ASAP, like, they, they all right. But they be trying to get too much credit. Like, like ASAP Rocky. Talking about some, I don't know if you heard it. Talking about some old nigga started rocking Air Force Ones again because of me. He started rocking Air Force. Nigga, please, like no, no. And then the guy over there was like, no. He's like, nigga started rocking Air Force because of me. He ain't never died down. He was just like, think about it. The yeah. shoe used to be fifty nine ninety nine, and then all of a sudden we started rocking and just showing everybody because he was in like, New York. They was rocking them, but everywhere else they wasn't rocking. So it was like, I, he was explaining, like, in New York, he was like, all right, cool. Because he said they look like some damn, you looked at them, he was like, they look like some damn hospital shoes and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They kind of do. But, but then you see if they rocking them, just that. So he was like, all right, this shit's clean, whatever. All right, cool. We start buying them. They make the song. And then all of a sudden he said that shit went from $59.99 to $100. And he was like, when they was on tour, I guess they was on tour like that summer or whatever, spring, the fall or whatever. He said Nike cut them a check and promoted the whole goddamn tour. Literally. Oh, damn. Like, Y'all ain't got to pay for shit. We got everything. I ain't know about that. Damn. Hell yeah. He That's said, so he, he said they don't, uh, he said on breakfast, he was like, they, they cut a check like, yo, we promote the whole goddamn tour. Don't even fucking worry about it. Like, <laughs> and that shit was, I was like, damn, for real. Like, he was like, yeah. And, he was on Breakfast Club Television just that third, and then, who was the Envy? Envy was like, nah, nah, he's just, you know, people stopped work watching him back in 2010, whatever, just that third. And you know what he said? He said some bum beach, some Pepsi shit. He was like, you know what? You niggas always from New York can't get no niggas credit. Or me and Wes or wherever the fuck we from, cause he's like, you motherfuckers act like, like anybody in New York, oh, they put him out there, this, that, and third. And then he put up numbers, he said, the only nigga that made that way a diamond album was big. He was like, 
I got a damn diamond album. I'm like, motherfucker, well, to this day, he was like, these motherfuckers out here, they, oh, this dude great, this dude did great. But the last nigga to have a diamond album coming out of New York is Biggie. You know what I'm saying? That's it. He was just like, fuck all that. He was like, I got a diamond album too. He was like, I'm still shouting out my folks in New York. But he said, they'll never get no niggas from the South credit or never give, he said, no country niggas credit. That's how he said, no country niggas mm-hmm. credit. <laughs> he put, that's why I was like, he put some Vince shit, because Vince he, he felt the same way. He was like, oh, yep. niggas in New York, they shite this, that, and the third. They all about either money or they ain't trying to put you on. And I, I'll say, you know what? I, I will agree that he's right. You got fooled, right. Because, because of the fact that, think about, uh, when you watch, which I'm gonna bring them up a little later, that coach later, but when you watch, uh, Straight Eye Compton, and they brought niggas from New York, and they whole style was different, and you watch the movie, and them niggas, it was like, they didn't know what the slang language was, like a six-fold and this, that, and third, and they up here laughing at these niggas, and, uh, Q brought them out there, like, yo, we started, started a group, and he produced the rhyme, Dr. Dre was the producer, What's that? They had the rhymes for him. He just wanted them to sing it. Cause they had the, you know, the East Coast slaves that entire. Right. And wasn't nobody coming out from the West. But them niggas was like, oh, what's this? What's that? And they were just dogging them. And then after that, he was like, man, y'all get the fuck out of here. You see what I'm saying? That's what mm-hmm. <laughs> But everybody was still, cause they were trying to get that New York feel and that New York, uh, acceptance. But then, after a while, now you don't even need that damn sex. You can get your own shit, do your own sound. Like, man. Because I actually had to get to, uh, while I was listening to the verses with, uh, Nelly and, uh, Luda. Taking it back to high school. Mm-hmm. Nelly. Nelly's sound would make him great. His sound is so different and unique. Yeah. And Luda said it, like, round right before. He's like, yo, your sound is different. Like, can't nobody fucking match that shit. That's why your shit's selling. Because it's... It's different and it sounds good and it's just you. That's the reason that I can see why your shit sold so much because you can't implement, you can't fucking, can't nobody do that except for you. And he's absolutely right. And when I listened to the Luda shit, man, that, that took me back, man. Luda, man, I was like, man, this dude, his man. bars. I was like, fuck, man, I, I'm like, I keep sleeping on him. I was like, yo, I gotta, we gotta do a bibliography on, <laughs> on Luda. Cause. Bro, yeah, <laughs> Nelly and Luda were the perfect people like, to have a versus on. Both of them niggas, they were hot as fuck, but then they became parodies on themselves and turned to trash. Yeah, yeah. Because they kept trying to do the same shit over and over again. And some people, some people can keep doing the same shit and have it so a little bit of growth and it worked. But Nelly and fucking Luda couldn't do it because like when they put out that shot it, shot it, shot it. What your name is, girl? What your name is? Yeah. It was trash. Yeah, he actually played that. He played that was shit. It was it was trash. Oh, yeah. But but the thing is, Nelly, you know what Nelly could say though? How he said it was he did uh a he said that uh he was he, he only one with the diamond out and he also had a number one in every category. Or genre wise, except for like gospel and like classical travel. Something, yeah. It was some other, it was only two, and that's it. Cause you remember he had the country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my right now, my right yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that shit slapped, bro. That, yeah. that shit slapped me. Y'all give a fuck nobody to But then, he tried to do it again with uh, like them. And I ride around, I gotta put my radio on and read. Oh, yeah. That shit was, that was trash. trash. That was trash. 
But the people like country love that song though, but me that shit was fucking trash. Something trash trash. And fucking up on Luda had Run away love trash. Oh that was he good. Had, I like that. I like that one. Trash. Little man is only five years old. That shit was trash. I will say this though, when I listened to the Theaters of the Mind album, I thought it was like, eh, back then, but I just listened to it like now, did another once over. And it was actually pretty good. It was actually better than I thought it was. I don't think I was like listening to it correctly or something, because I was just like, maybe I was looking for the Luda, like, the, uh, more of a, not the chicken and beer, but the word of mouth Luda. I was thinking about all them beats and how they was pumping, and then, Instead of actually listening to the lyrics and the context of what he was saying. Because I played, uh, I did with the hip hop with Jay Z and Nas. That was a good track. That was an amazing track. And I was just like, when I listened to it back then, I was like, oh, it's trash. Like, it was like, uh, it's alright. But now I listen to it now, I'm like, oh man, this is actually like really, really good. But, yeah, um, but yeah, though, I, I'm gonna say this though, New York, uh, yeah, they don't like support. They still relevant, but they don't like support. And they need to, to, in my eyes, they need to just, uh, give folks their credit when it's due. That's the thing. And that's something in New York, like, they don't do. Like, they'll say, yeah, you the hottest or whatever, and you ain't from their state. They, they know you hot, like, but they can't, it seems like they can't give you credit or they're trying to mess you over or something. Cause even granted, I know this was back then, but I think they still do that shit now. In a way. Instead of saying, you no, know what, let's get that man credit. <laughs> all they do is talk about hip hop was birthed here in New York City. Nobody gives a fuck where you were born, not where you from, or where you're going. Exactly. And that's all they talk about. Cause they, they can never take anything new. It's all about New York was birthed here. I don't give a fuck where you were born, hip hop. What are you doing now? And then, like, the perfect people who personify the problem with New York with their careers are Little Kim and now Nicki Minaj. Little Kim and Nicki Minaj were hot, but then they failed to embrace the, the newer generation or in hip-hop or, or in from New York oh, as a whole, okay. other regions. Yeah. So that's that's what's fucked them up, because their failure to embrace or, 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 or give fucking credit where credit is due. But speaking of, I think I, think okay. I see where you're going. You, were you gonna say that newer up people from New York are like Cardi B and Nicki? Yeah, you just remind me. Yep. Now I would say this: Nicki, yeah, she still represents. Cardi B, she great. She do represent New York, like represent like you're from. She don't say it, but I still wouldn't say, oh, she bringing New York to the forefront because she ain't. She just dropped, what, she dropped one album? That was almost like, man, that was two years ago. Yep. And she ain't dropped one since. She was supposed to drop one last year from Valentine's Day, and she dropped the song, and the song was alright. But, uh, I, look, we waiting for another album. Somebody gotta write some shit for you again, like. That's like, exactly what it is. That's exactly shit. what it is. But, Nick, but, Cardi did have a New York sound, and like, she's one of the only people who had an actual New York sound, cause most, most rappers, like, say fucking, the ASAP mob, they kind of had like a down south feel to them, and even 50 to a certain extent, kind of had a down south swag about them, but Cardi B is straight New York. Yeah. She took, because her, her first single that was hot, obviously, was up on Bodak Yellow, which was a, a riff off the Kodak Black song. Uh, 
no flocking. But she took the fuck no flocking, obviously a, a southern beat and swag and flow, but made it a New York beat and swag and everything. So I give her credit for for being a, having a definite, definitive New York sound. Um, speaking of which, uh, the dude who writes for her is that dude, uh, Partisan Fontaine, who had that song back, backing it up, little double talking, mm-hmm. and then back, cause that song is cold as fuck. That's probably my favorite song that got Carter B. <laughs> All that good pussy, you can't find nobody to give to. Something like that he said is just fucking cold as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Alright, so it's my turn again. Um, my next one is also uh, a bigger city in a smaller neighborhood of that city that that uh, I, I want to put a spotlight on. It is also down south, definitely down south. And that is Memphis slash uh, Orange Mound, because that's where A Bar and MPG always rep. And in Memphis, you, of course, you got three six mafia. Really, that, that's that's all you got to say. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have Yo Gotti, uh, Black Youngster, uh, who else? You got, uh, Young Dolph, um, yeah. who else was, fu- who else was Gotti got beefing with? You say Yo Gotti, right? Yeah, yep, yep. It's your boy, Yo Gotti. Young Buck, Young Buck was from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So that's not Memphis. Well, but it's closely writing, cause it's still Tennessee. Yep, so like you, yeah, so we'll say the whole state, state of Tennessee, because then you can include a uh, young buck. All the young bucks' choices now aren't uh, in line with my choices. <laughs> but, uh, young buck was a hottest, in my opinion, besides 50, in terms of actual skills as a rapper, yeah, it goes 50 cent, young buck, then the game. You ain't gonna put what's name in there, man? I think he better, yeah. uh, Banks? Banks. Uh, better than which one? Which Young Buck. Three? Young Buck. No, no, absolutely Young not. Buck. I think so, man. Personally, uh, Banks was not that good. When Banks first came out, I liked him. But Banks, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> everybody from G-Unit, I would rather, in 2020, I would rather listen to a Tony Ayo song than a Lloyd Banks song. What? So this so seductive dancing on me. Then, uh, oh, man. On fire. That shit used to go hard, man. I uh, wanted like a bag, but I just didn't. Like, he's just too laid back. Like, it's like he's about to go to sleep. <laughs> I will say this about him, though, man. He do, he too to lag, but he, he could have put more records out outside yes. of but he didn't, and I forgot what the reason why. It was some shit, and a lot of, somebody called him out on that shit. He got mad. But it's like, dude, because you do got bars, it just seems like you just don't like try to put him out like you just don't give a fuck or something. So, mm-hmm. but whatever, that's it. I mean, it's your career, so. Right. Shit, <laughs> that's career. Yeah, that's how I look at it. He yeah. could have been so relevant. I, I think he could have been relevant out of all of them. But he just, I, I agree. Cause, uh, Banks didn't have the look and the swag, like, on some fabulous shit, to where he could have had a career after you would have broke up. But for whatever reason, without that 50 backing, he got lazy or maybe had some personal issues in his life, but he just gave up. 
Because uh, that one album was hot, though. That second album was Beamer Benz of Billy. Beamer Benz of Billy. That song was hot. That's but that album was not. That oh, album was man. not it, bro. I, and, then, and that's the one with uh, Turn It Up. Is it Turn It Up? That was the first. Oh, oh, uh, uh char- Start It Up or start Charge It Up. Sorry, Start It Up. Yeah, that was him and who else? That was him and. That was him and 50 was on there, wasn't he? Nah, it was him, Kanye West, Fab. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, and one more other person. I think, you know, it might have been just them three. Because I'm just adding the other person was, uh, probably, uh, Switch Beats. Because he the one who yeah, made yep. it. He the one who made it, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he had them two slaps. But otherwise, that album was not it, bro. Oh, man, that's it, bro. The second album, or was that the the first, first album smelled like money. Had, uh, the first album smelled like money, bro. That shit was clever as fuck. No, it smelled like album, money. I thinking about the one Is it Bobby Valentino or somebody? Oh, no, no. He had or Lloyd. He had somebody. He had Lloyd I think on he had Lloyd. He had Lloyd on the first one. I think yeah. he had Bobby Valentino on the other one. I feel like he, he did, too. Either him or Jeremiah or whatever. Cause I just remember the beat go. Yeah. What was that shit? go hard. Yeah. Man, uh, sidebar, uh, 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 or sidebar, and then, like, we'll get back to Tennessee. But, it's funny you say that, bro, cause, uh, at work today, like, I, I played, uh, like, a radio station, it's all Lloyd, man, like, Lloyd low key is cold as fuck, bro. <laughs> R&B wise, oh, I think yeah. it's cold. Yeah. I think it's underrated like a motherfucker. I'm not, now, that last album we put out, he obviously he obviously didn't want to do his play because it, it, it's his nigga necking his fuck on a fucking uh a fucking a rainfall or some, some shit. But other than that, because fucking Street Love is a classic, bro. Oh yeah, I know that shit. All slaps from from the first song to the last song. All it's, it's not a bad song on there besides maybe Hazel. <laughs> and that and 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 that one song. But otherwise, the fucking boy got the slap, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but getting back to Memphis, I mean Tennessee, what to say? Because A Bar and MPG are one of the most slept on rap duos of all fucking time. They got nothing but slaps. Three Six Mafia have been around since the nineties. Yeah. In one, in some way, shape, or form, Project Pat. Had one album, but that album was a fucking hood classic. Yeah, that's a hood classic. <laughs> hood classic. Shit, uh, what was that, seventh grade when that whole came out? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We was, uh, nah, we was in the ninth or tenth. Really? We was in high school. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're I right, remember being on the bus listening to that shit. Everybody just played that shit the whole fucking year. Just yeah. don't play. Yup. <laughs> Had fucking chicken head on that shit. Had don't save her. Yeah. Project Pat was the first motherfucker told us don't save these hoes. <laughs> yeah, that shit. Yeah, that shit right, man. Uh, then fucking Yo Gotti bit. Yo Gotti had probably a good 15 year run, I would say. Like, I give he to him. He's like on top. Money. I give to him. Yeah, he's yeah. smart with money. He's smart with money. He's smart making moves. He make moves and yes. nobody know he's making the moves. Yep, yep. He's one of the best businessmen in hip hop ever. But the the cool thing about it is he's so quiet with the shit and, and because he's so country, 
people don't give him the respect that he deserves, but that's even better for him because he can make all these moves in silence. Yeah, because I like how, like, I thought he was independent. Like, I brought this up before. Yep. And I think he was on the Breakfast Club, and they was like, you ain't independent? He was like, nah. He was like, I'm with the company. He was like, I'm about to be independent now. He yeah, was like, yeah. I did another deal. He was like, I own all my shit. All, all everything yeah. I'm out. He was like, I just had to do this. It was the last, it was the ending of the last deal, I guess, with that last album or whatever. He said, nah, I'm good. He said, I did that, and I paid some money. And he was like, nah, I don't own all my, all my music. And he was just like, it made it seem like I was independent because they were giving me money, but I was putting my own money up into my actual, uh, like the videos and promotion and all that other shit. I was doing shit on my own with my own money. That's how it made it seem like the reason why I was independent. Cause I ended up getting that money, that money ended up coming back to me. So I was See, like, that's smart. <laughs> it, it is. And it, I knew that he wasn't independent since he made fucking down in the deal. Cause, cause that shit got pushed way too hard. And, and like that video, all the video was kind of dumb, was way too high budget because the video com- for that compared to his previous videos for like that song he had with Fuck Rich Homie Quan, I know, I know, I know you ain't that nigga. I thought you was. That, like, the, the quality of those videos is night and day. Yeah. So I knew that he had, like, some back in it. Cause, uh, and then, cause he said previously that he was signed with fuck, a fucking, uh, LA Reed, but his street cred was so fucking hot that people still thought that, like, he, that, like, he was, uh, like, it, it was on him for, for, for all the years. Um, and even the old fucking Yo Gotti shit is, is fucking tough as fuck. Only thing that's whack about Yo Gotti that he does to this day is when he makes the money machine noise with his own mouth. It sounds dumb as fuck. And like, he'll even do the beat. Beat, beat. Like, Yo, Yo Gotti, by the sound effect, it can't be that much money. Yeah, for real. Uh, the one thing that Yo Gotti has yet to do is is really make somebody else big. Like, he tried to make fucking Black, uh, black Gangster big, but that shit just just ain't happening. And, 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 like, he could have made fucking Young Dolph big, but, like, then, like, they tried to beat him and trying to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, and Young Dolph, although this is supposed to be positive for, like, the, the city we were talking about, is trash. But in terms of being hot, I can't deny that, like, he has buzz and a fan base, but I just can't fuck with him. Like, his voice is, is very off-putting. <laughs> uh, then, uh, fucking Juicy J been popular since like 95, 96, probably? Yeah. And, uh, even if he doesn't put out his own project, he, he gets everybody project to kill it. And he's been the same for 30 years now, which is, it was just cool and kind of bad, cause like, bro, you would think you would grow at some point and become like a better artist, but, you know exactly what you're going to get from like a Juicy J verse. And he's so used to, he getting money. He getting residual yeah. money. So now, yep. I, I know it's that because he said people get, a lot of people sampling this shit. So he was like, he the chest yep. covered. He don't give a damn if he gets money. That's all he care about. And that's why the whole 36 Mafia don't fuck with him, probably. Probably, yeah. Because fucking DJ Paul still tours at like, as like the Mafia 6 with like a him and the other, cause, bro, low key, 36 Mafia was the down south version of Wu Tang. In terms of all the members they had, it was in and out. Mm-hmm. 
And they also had one of the best female MCs of all time with, uh, uh, not Mia X. The Chat. Uh, Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo. And, and Le Chat. Yeah, you're right. They had two of them. Yeah, Old as fuck. And that's all Memphis. Um, let me see who else. Uh, then, then, uh, the first Young Buck album was the, in my opinion, she made the security was fine. Including Game. The Young Buck first album was the best of all of the, of the G Unit. In my opinion, that I can give you that. I can that get shit slap. I get that. Yeah, yeah. That bang bang. Always, I shot you down. Through. All the way through. It's crazy. Now, it's crazy as I remember listening to that. I was in boot camp, and it just mm-hmm. got out. I remember playing that. This guy boot camp 2004. Then how old I am, and. <laughs> The first thing I did was go to, yes, I got a CD player, a whole bunch of clothes and shit, because I was about to uh, get shipped off to Florida, and mm-hmm. it was like five CDs on the line. Like, I was flirt, like, flirting bad, and I ended up getting, one was that Lil Wayne, that Lil Wayne came out, like, you know. Was that Carter 3 that at that the, time? That was the first one. It was the Carter, oh, Carter 1. Because that summer, it, Bro, that song was high. I was kind of That was a high summer. I was kind of upset that I was like, I'm boot camp. Because I, I had to get the loot. I had to get the car. It was a slapper. I had to get the Lloyd Banks. Because the Lloyd Banks, the car came out at the same time, I believe. It came out like June 27th. I remember it. Yep, the, yep, that, you right. That day. Then, because I went to boot camp June 28th. Or, yeah. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, uh, let me see. Uh, I got them two. Then Young Buckhead came out, bought that, and then, cause I, when I got a boot camp, it was like, uh, late August, early September, and then I bought. And Buckhead just came out, but Buck, Buck got pushed back two or three times. Yep, and then I bought, uh, them three, and I bought one more other one. I bought, uh, for R&B. Probably, probably Confessions? No, uh, actually I didn't buy it. I was about to, but I didn't buy it. Cause I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, what the fuck is R. Kelly doing? That's when he brought oh, that little happy shit, that happy. Happy people! Happy people slash, slash you, uh, you saved him. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I passed that. <laughs> yeah, good move. <laughs> because I bought it and I, and I was not. Yeah, cause I was thinking about doing it, but that was when he was trying to get his career back and yeah. kind of revolve himself. And it wasn't, oh. it wasn't happening. And then later on, that's when he ended up coming out with Jay Z and him and all that other shit. I believe they came back. No, again. no, 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 no. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Unfinished business, yeah. they call it. Yeah. With big trips. Yeah, and that shit ain't going nowhere either. That shit was not it. Yeah, because I remember who was it? Man, I wish I could interview. Like she needed to do an interview. I'm gonna read her book. Cause she actually says she breathes all that shit up. She, she knows a lot of hip hop shit that, uh, Angie Martinez. Uh-huh. She got a book that's out. She brings up all that shit. But she brings up a lot of shit that was going on in the industry. Cause she know a lot of shit. She was gonna put it out there. Cause she's a, you know, she media person. All that shit. But she, she know a lot, a lot of shit. It's crazy. Jay-Z, R. Kelly, uh, hell, 50, Fat Joe. Yeah. Uh, Drew Hill, cause she got baby by Nokia. Yep. Yep. Like, she, she know a lot of shit. That's all like, damn. 
Fire Avenue. Yeah, big up to her, though. That she, like, she still keep her ear to the street. I didn't know she had baby, I know she had, though. I think she do. Yeah, yep. Oh, uh, yep, she do. Drew Hill. What happened to Marvel? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Memphis is a, t- is a city that currently in the popular culture gets slept on. Memphis in, in our era and before, and right before our era was popping. Yeah. What Tennessee will say. Cause I guarantee you, anybody in the audience who fucks with this show, if you, if you put on any, if you just go to Google or fucking Apple or Spotify, if, if it's even on Spotify, type in 8ball and MJG and hit play, I guarantee you, you'll have at least five songs before you have to skip. <laughs> at least five. Um, alright, uh, so you're up next. Alright, my next one is LA. That's mine too. And, uh, LA, still relevant, uh, LA got way more relevancy from just Kendrick Lamar, yep. YG, uh, like. DJ Mustard? Yeah, DJ Mustard. Yeah, that's for real. Like, DJ Mustard actually brought them back because his sound, like 2012-ish, brought LA back. Because LA was gone for a minute, you have to admit. Like the whole two, like our whole era, besides game, besides, LA was yeah, nothing. Besides, yeah, you're right. Besides game, because you got to think, but, game, game came out, then he left, then he came back again. Then yep. by the time he came back again, Kendrick was there, then DJ Mustard was there, and then YG came through, and then after that, it was a wrap. And and the, the the person who's still to this day for like the last four years, he's low key had a great run. Although his solo projects don't do that good, but he's on everybody's song in every genre. It could be a fucking techno song, R and B, uh, rock, whatever. Ooh. But my boy Ty Dollar Sign, that nigga on everything, bro. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and every sample and every feature he on, he killed that shit. He make every song that, that that he's on better. And he and he's important for uh, L.A. because he taught Mustard how to make beats. I know that. Yep. That I didn't. He know. taught Mustard how to make beats. But oh yeah, then I will shout out uh, what's his name too. Uh, he's relevant, but he started off the top dog production basically. Uh, Schoolboy. What's his name? Who? Not Schoolboy. Schoolboy too. Nah, we call him. Before him, I don't know. Uh, J Rock. J Rock, yeah. J Rock was started off with like even uh, Kendrick said it. He said he the one who started off for uh, Top Dog, and he was you know rapping his that third, and I couldn't get into it because I heard the first album. It was it was okay. I tried to, but I couldn't get into it because it was too and, L.A. It was too L.A. Too yeah. Too like yeah. you know blood. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it was just too like yeah. man. Come on, man. Hit. He has a very prominent LA accent, mm-hmm. and honestly, sonically, is off-putting. Yeah, and and is his shit with that win, 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 win? Is, is that his his first album, or, or like a different one? That's the second. Okay. And yeah, that, never heard the first one. Yeah, I know. And then win, win, win. That shit go hard. <laughs> <laughs> and that song with him and J Cole. Yeah, that shit go hard because yeah. of that video. Yeah. That video makes that song. But 
he he was the one that was pretty much like the sacrificial lamb in a way. And Kendrick yep. said he said it too, and J Rock said it as well. He was like, I started off, so he's like they was able to see my fit, what I was like failure, you know, either failure or winning on. And it was like they didn't know what to do. It was like okay, cool, we gonna do this. Blah, 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 do this, do that, do this, do that. Cool. School boy, you could. He need to, yeah, he need to buy another album. That first album was hot. I was, I was fucking with I think he has. The problem is, like, he gets so fanfare when he puts shit out. Cause I, uh, I maybe it's been two years. I don't think he put it. Yeah, Oxymoron. It's a matter of That's fact. it. Because he put out, cause it's, No, he got at least three out, bro. He, he got like put out another one, but he did not put it out. Like, he's supposed to put out this right year. now. Uh, all I know is oxymoron. Right he had at least, I'm telling you, at least two more. And the problem with because the song with uh Kanye, um, what's, what the fuck is that shit called? I can't think of the name of it, but because Studio and Man of the Year were on uh oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he had oxymoron. Which was, let me see, give me a year on this bitch. Okay, 2014. Then he had Blankface, which is 2016, and that one had that part with uh, Kanye West. And that shit was annoying because everybody wanted to say that part, that part, and it was annoying as fuck. It, it was the same term that I hate to this day. Yeah, but, uh, so that was on Blankface. And then, uh, he had Crash Talk. That was 2019, so last year. And that one had Gang Gang on it. And Chopstick with, uh, uh Travis Scott. Oh, man. I never heard of it. Because that's the only thing he was actually irrelevant on was Oxymoron. I that. It was like, hell do you doing? He probably thought it was like a Travis Scott song. Mm-hmm. It's, heavy on, it's heavier on our Travis Scott. And yeah, because that came out last year. So yeah, so he got three, but like I said, when he puts shit out, don't nobody talk about it. Mm-hmm. They had like one single that kind of like kind of almost bubbled a little bit, but that's it. And, and uh, Schoolboy got skills, but I think that for whatever reason, it's hard for him to put a whole a whole cohesive project together. Because uh, even Oxymoron, man, I was skipping a lot on that hoe. <laughs> I was all over the place. But uh, yeah, so because of Ty Dallas on Tyson, must try to make beats. And then, like, the rise of Top Dog Entertainment. L.A. came back hard. And, like, yeah. L.A. now has a distinctive sound. And unlike New York, who's who's falling off, and, like, they get one or two. Because, like, right now, right, there isn't a New York sound. Mm-hmm. L.A. has a sound. Yeah. L.A. do got Of all the places that we brought up so far, they have their own sound. Now, granted... The, the Tennessee sound and the Houston sound are pretty similar, but you can still hear it. And then, like, the, the, the Atlanta sound is kind of the New York sound now. Because New York, because they're old and they don't know what the fuck's going on, 
we saw that ATL was hot, so they hopped on that whole wave, and that's how they sound now. When now, you now ATL isn't even that hot anymore. Um, but LA definitely have, has a definitive sound. If a song comes on, you can tell that it's going to be like an LA song. But I, I also agree with J Rock. His his LA dialect is a little bit too strong for me to get into. But when it's cold as fuck. Uh, like I said, the song with him and um, I see, I don't was think that when is on the Black Panther soundtrack, I'm gonna think that I don't even think this is on his album. It might be on his album, but I think it was on the Black Panther soundtrack though. Cause he did. I think you're right. Uh, Cause he did have one on there. I think it was that one. Yeah, he had that one on there. Well, um, he had that song that was supposed to be like the lead single from there. It was him, Kendrick, and Future, and like the beat was cold as fuck, but. The verses were that, uh, and because um, J Rock part went, I gotta go get it. I'm about to go get it. I gotta go get it. I'm about to go get it. And then I'm gonna get it. And I'm about to go get it. Then I gotta get it. And I gotta go get it. I was like, you said he said same shit for like sixteen uh, bars. Yeah, gotta go yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was that one. It was that one. That one was long. Um, what's that? Uh, I forgot that thing. Yep. Catching with that bullshit, bullshit. Yep. That one. That's King's Day. Yeah, that was that was on that. Because future part would just like give me headache. Which is which is called back. In the back of my head, dude, bro, I'll be like, yo, what the fuck is this dude doing? Like, like, because Wayne be doing it too, but Wayne drop bars and metaphors that you have to re. You gotta listen to it, and you like, oh shit, he mean this, he mean this, he meant this. Like, you gotta actually listen to it. Cause I heard some, some Wayne shit with Luda, cause Luda just put out an album called, uh, Silence of the, or, uh, a song called Silence of the Lamb Friday. Mm-hmm. Shit was, shit hit. It sounded like Luda, but, Luda, uh, uh, Lil Wayne on the course, he do his thing, but then it's Lil Wayne when you hear him like, it almost sound like he been sipping or he, he been smoking when he rap, but if you listen to what he actually seen breaking down, you was like, oh shit, that shit cold as fuck. Like, it, it's, I get to get the meaning. Cause I, it's something I have to, I have to agree with. I don't know if you agree with this. Cause I, Lil Wayne, you know, he got his little podcast and shit, nah. <laughs> so, yeah, he had Eminem on there. And, he said something that I, I totally agree with. And I had to get real, and I never thought of Wayne into that part. But him and Eminem, he literally says that. He was like, dude, Eminem was like, you the only dude that I know that'll say some, you gotta say some shit. Like, when you say some shit, you gotta think about it. And it go over folks' head. And then Wayne was like, nah, I know. He was like, you do that too. It was like, yeah, I know, I know. He was like, cause he was like, you ever had a problem? Cause he says that when he gives a bar, the bar is so sophisticated when you gotta sit there and you gotta think about it. And I'm like, what? Did he say this? Did he say that? Eminem do that shit too. And it goes over people's head. And then Wayne was like, yeah. He was like, and I get pissed because I got to dumb it down because motherfuckers don't get what I'm saying. <laughs> he was like, I get pissed because he was like, I go straight to the cutthroat. Like, I go straight to the gusto at it. And it's like bar at the bar. And it's like, oh shit. But people <laughs> might not know. It'll go over their head. He was just like, well, fuck, man. I don't like having to dumb down my shit just because your ass ain't caught up what I'm trying to figure out. Listen, how about you listen to it and then figure it out? 
Cause Eminem got the same shit. He got the same problem. He'll hit you with some shit. He's like, damn, I don't understand what the fuck you just said. <laughs> like, was, I, I gotta uh, look it up. And Wayne, he do the same thing. He do the same thing. Like, it'd it be so sophisticated Wayne, or hardcore bar that he'll fuck you up. But the problem with Wayne, and I'm, I'm a, a decent Wayne fan. I'm not a Wayne stan like some people are, or some people used to be. But, uh, the problem with Lil Wayne was the menace, the menaces, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, my, my adoration for him is the fact that for every bar he has like that, he'll, have, for every one bar he has like that, he'll have 25 shit metaphors. <laughs> Literally, 25 shit metaphors. I never want to hear somebody say, I'm this shit like, because of Lil Wayne. He has so many fucking shit metaphors. Uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. he has more than anybody else. I, I, I know. I actually like that, too. Because he's like, yeah. He do, he do, he do. But it's catchy, though. Uh, like, damn. I, sometimes. Which one? Which one? Like, sometimes. He, There's so many to pick, bro. There's so many to pick. Yeah, I know. He. <laughs> like, all I could think of is, uh. I don't know why I think about the 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 T Pain one. It's like, yes, I'm the bomb. Like tick tick. I think about uh, hell yeah, fucking right. Uh, when he said, God damn it, I go. He said, this shit gonna catch up with me. I need toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Okay, I mean, that was a good one. one. (laughs) But. Um, oh, I think I talked to you said, about this. He said, uh-huh, and you said, damn, that, cause he, and that, alright, hell yeah, fuck you, fucking right. His whole verse on it is, like, hard. That, that shit, oh, that shit ride hard in my oh, Like, I was just listening to that shit today. I, I got, but, other than that, but yeah, he do got a lot of shit metaphors, but what. He has more in it. He could be in a Guinness Book of World Records for shit metaphors. But what gives me. I guarantee. What gives me is that. On his one interview, I know he's way sidelining from LA, but. That's all we do. On his one interview, he was talking about how, uh, well, the one with Eminem was how he said so much shit that he has to, when he writes or remembers something or putting it out on paper, whatever, he got a Google. He just said Lil Wayne, uh, verses. Like, and he <laughs> types in the verse to make sure he hasn't said it before. He said, that's what he said. That's funny. He said, if you look at my phone, it literally has that on my history. And Eminem was like, damn, you gotta do that too. He's like, I do the same fucking thing. <laughs> Cause you just. I'm gonna have to watch that, man. Like, <laughs> that's on like a very interesting conversation. So two people giving each other props. And then, yeah, like two, I hate to say it, but two lyrical geniuses, like, know how I feel about people who, <laughs> who fuck with the show and you know how much I don't like Eminem right now. But and but Eminem is an undoubted musical genius at, at a certain point in his life. Um, but I think I told you about the the rap critic YouTube channel I watch. Because uh, on one of his videos, for like at least three minutes, he played a loop of every well, of a lot of a Wayne's shit metaphors. And I'm like, God damn, this is not shit metaphors. And ever since then, that's fucked with. <laughs> but Wayne's biggest dumb line is actually cold as fuck that I didn't under, I didn't fully get it until last year 
And this song, and this lyric is probably at least 10 years old. But real G's, real G's moving silence like, real G's moving silence like, Lasagna. Lasagna. I thought he was, yeah, cause I thought he was saying all these years because, like, that's a fool, a fool doesn't make any noise, really, if it, if it moves. But no, which is dumb, but kind of clever. But he's talking about the G in the word. I, I found it out last yeah, year. He, he refer- yeah, 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 yeah. That's the bar. <laughs> that's the bar he's talking about. Like, he go with people head. They were like, like, Lasagna, I don't get it. Think about it. Like, like, if you really break down, think about it. Yo, that shit clever as fuck. That shit funny as hell. That shit is clever as fuck. And then, what's so cool about that bar is, you can't really take that bar and make a joke, because I tried. Because I, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, no. Cause I move in silence like the uh, G and Brian. Like, what? That doesn't make sense. Uh, it's a rock. But, in that context that he said, it made perfect sense. But, again, I found this out last year. <laughs> Back when the song came out, I was like, this, what the fuck is he talking Like, Why are you talking about fucking, huh? But last year, uh, someone broke that, someone broke that bar down for me. Like, wait a minute. So that's what he was talking about? <laughs> for all these years, I thought that bar was dumb. But that's like one of the most clever bars that he's ever said. Yep. That's it. That's it. Cold, man. Now, I do think that is at a certain point, and maybe currently, Wayne actually lives in L.A. Uh, he don't stay in L.A. now. I think he's still, I no. think he's still in, uh, cause if you watch the podcast, <laughs> you gotta watch the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching this shit because he had Luda on there recently. He had Eminem on there. Yeah, a couple people on there. And the one with Jamie Foxx. That shit funny as fuck. The Jamie just like cracking jokes and talking this and talking that. <laughs> and that's, that's a funny one too. Cause he, Jamie was like, Hey man, you need to come out of LA, blah, blah, blah. Cause he said he got a crib there. But uh, Jamie was talking about some throwing a party for him. He was like, Yeah, we threw a party for Drake, for Drake or whatever. And what's his name was like, Oh, so you, you threw a party for Aubrey Ingram if you get five for me. <laughs> He's like, how you gonna throw a party for him? G throw it for me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you you watch it's it's pretty funny though, it, and it's real genuine and stuff too, man. Like, it, it shows the yeah, it sounds like yeah, it. it shows the part of Wayne. Like, like I think Wayne probably like really enjoyed that shit. It shocked the fuck out of me because just seeing Wayne and he talking about his career and talking about other folks' career giving the project shit to me, it's shit way better than Ti, way better than Ti. Ti is. T.I. Podcast is crazy. Yeah, that's a trash as hell, because I'll be my fault. Everybody don't need no fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can't be, be fucking Joe Budden, and Joe Budden Podcast has not been good for like a year. Yeah, for real. Everybody can't be Joe Budden. But now I got to get to T.I. But I got to get to Wayne, though, because it it's real good. And plus, I think the reason why it's shit good, too, because he did it with Apple, and Apple was like, yo, we about to promote this shit. They doing it. They doing mm-hmm. it. They doing it right. Yep. Yeah, because, uh, fuck, uh, Nikki had one, but, like, hers more like a radio type yeah. show. And, like, that kind of just went away. And, like, from what I heard of it, it was trash anyway. Yeah, it was. I heard hating on folks and all that type of shit. Yeah, that's all it was. Pretty much what it was. Yeah, like, I'm definitely fucked with that. Uh, but I feel like he covered LA pretty well, because that was technically evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think 
I I've got one more that we haven't covered. Uh, how many more? I got one more. Okay, perfect. Uh, my next one, and I kind of want to change it, because as we're talking, I thought about another city. As a matter of fact, I'm going to change it now. Uh, for uh, uh so I'll tell you what it was going to be, and then I, I, I'll tell you what it changed to. It was going to be, and this might be your next one because I'm, I'm not sure what else yours could be if not this, but. It was gonna. I think that that your next one is one of two, but this is one that mine was, but I changed it. Um, my, it was going to be Chicago. Okay. Is I that yours? Mind. Okay, but now I changed it to Toronto. Okay. And not only because of Drake, but if we're being real, the whole OVO sound, which is the Toronto sound, is actually a sound that has fucking resonated the past. Ten years or so. Yeah, you got Drake. You got uh, you. You may not fuck with this dude, but I do. Like he's pretty good. Uh, Nav or Nav. Oh, Nav. Uh, I fuck with him. Uh, this uh, this other guy signed the Drake name. Um, Cream. Yeah. Cream had a song with uh Wayne called Hot Boy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get that ass back in my place. But 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 back. Like, Prime album was actually good. Uh, then you got uh, for Tory Lanez, who's very hit or miss. But and, and Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez is one of the best personalities in hip hop. Yeah, I get that. Because he, he's fucking hilarious. He think he be doing the most. He think he ate everything. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, you come on now. <laughs> you good, but you you act like you like the shit, the shit. Like I'm the number one. Yeah. Uh. Uh, then you had fucking, uh, who else? And of course, Weekend taking over the fucking pop world. Yeah. And they're all, they're all from Toronto because they're able to have like the very dark, uh, maybe even rustic beats, but then like their subject matter is different. Cause you have to admit, bro, uh, when it first came out, everybody hated on it, but then like two weeks in, it be, it became a hit and it changed the game. And it's definitely a song that you will only hear from somebody from Canada. And now everybody doing it uh, is a whole fucking emo rap. And the first emo <laughs> rap song ever, Marvin's Room. Yeah. Marvin's Room changed the game, bro, if you think about it. His flow was different. The beat was so fucking dark. And you can say it's kind of, it is the first kind of rap sing hyper song that was hot. And it's a song that nobody would have ever made before Drake. And we've all felt that way before, but nobody hip out could that be hard all the time, which is had the audacity to say, fuck that nigga. Just being a hater. I know. He's the first open hater in music. Because. <laughs> he won't rap. Back when that shit first came out, bro, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Then, I, then like, it kept coming on, like, this shit actually go. I feel that way right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, I actually sent them some drum shit to Marisha. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. One time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was even doing it. I just did it just because. It was just like Baby Daddy trying to slide in. And I was like, man, fuck yep, that nigga. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Drake, that's why Drake, I think it's going to be hot for a long time. Because uh, Drake will talk about shit that we as men feel, but but because the race be so hard all the time, that we'll never admit. Yeah. Um. Also, on that Marvel's Room shit, uh, I should probably, I, could, I should probably say this off air about saying right now. 
So, like, the other week, well, I say, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, back when lockdown first started, um, uh, my side bitch of, like, two years, I'll tell me she had a boyfriend, I was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hurt. I was like, what? How dare you? How fucking dare you? I'll shout out you. <laughs> You've been with me for the last five girlfriends. You want to get a boyfriend on me? Uh, you fucking bitch. Ain't no way. I'm so mad about it <laughs> to this day. <laughs> How dare this bitch get her a boyfriend trying to be happy? How dare she be a dassy in this bitch? But if you're listening, um, you can always come back. Like uh, Dream said, I want some. Oh, shit. You don't talk to him no more? No, see, uh, I definitely should be saying this on the show, but this is like back uh, in March. Okay. Um, no, it wasn't back in March. It was like two weeks ago. But uh, back in March when it first happened, um, I was hurt at first. I like, like, I, I hadn't been that hurt in years. <laughs> so then, but I kept talking to her, right? So like, had like, you no, know, like put my game down, right? But then, uh, I fucked her again. No, just... <laughs> Between me and you and our couple of listeners. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now it's all cool, but I'm still upset that this bitch had the audacity. I've been my side bitch for years. This girl get, get like a little boyfriend. What, what can this boyfriend do for her that I can't besides you know, I'll commit to her. Uh, <laughs> other than that, what the fuck can this man do for an eye cat? It's ungrateful. Ungrateful bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, but saw, saw some Drake helped help me get over that. And the whole Toronto song. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much all that I have to say about about that song, and and I, and I think because honestly, I have more to say about Toronto than I had to say about uh, Chicago, because uh, Chicago is Kanye West and Kanye West. Like, what's this? Yeah. Uh, uh, Salsa? Fucking nigga? Uh, uh, Chief Keith? Yeah. 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 So, I'm glad that I, I changed that entry because it gave me like a lot more to talk about. Um, do, you, do you have any thoughts on uh, Toronto? Nah, I mean, I wouldn't put Toronto up there. I, wouldn't, I just... Yeah, they got some sound in it's bumping. It's all coming from Drake. I mean, that's why everybody, like Portland, everybody have any sound. So, greatly, I would say, you know what? Actually, I would. Because of the fact that, yeah, they slowly, they, they, they're, they're current. Like, Toronto is going to be its own thing. And I could see more people still coming out of there because that OVO sound is going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be something different. And I mean, that's good on Drake, yeah. though. Because Drake can, you know, always claim that he's the one who started that shit. You know what I'm saying? And as far as we know, he did because the only other people from fucking Canada who was popping here was uh back when we were kids, we had snow with the inform. And then for a minute, we had this trash ass fucking Cardinal official. <laughs> he was garbage. And then Drake. <laughs> I can't think of anybody else rap wise. Music-wise, yeah. Well, no, I, I can't say music, because uh, like, like, 
music in general, but from rap. I can't think of anybody else from Canada who's ever popped. Yeah, me neither. Prior to Drake. Me neither. Sure. But alright, uh, who is your last? My next one, man, is, uh, I gotta represent. It's gotta be Detroit. And the only reason why I put Detroit, cause, of course, it. That was the second choice that I thought you were gonna <laughs> Because, you know, of course you got Eminem. He, you know what I'm saying? He's still relevant. He's still doing his due diligence, even though he don't yeah. need to. But, you know, mm-hmm. he might not be selling like he was before, but the thing is, though, if you piss him off, then all of a sudden that album go platinum. So, it, it's weird. Yeah, like, he got like a love-hate yeah. relationship, cause mm-hmm. it, it's funny. But then you got Royce of 5-9, which he don't get that, he don't get that much credit at all, but he needs to get a lot of credit because his album be fired. And he also be talking about relevancy of his own, far as album-wise, is very unique and, and I don't know why he don't get props. Probably because he's from Detroit. All this shit. I don't know, man. He get props from like the hip hop peers. Hip hop peers, he do, but like far as like commercial wise, I think it'd be promotion though. That's what I'd be thinking. Yeah. Because if he if he promoted shit, because I don't think he put promotion out like that, like he supposed to. Like he go on a couple stations here and there, but far as his label concerned, like a big label. They don't promote his shit yeah. out like they're supposed to, and if yeah, who I, who, I, who who I have no idea who is he even signed to. Okay, I have no idea, bro. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know who. Because I know he's underneath Shady, but I don't know if he's underneath Interscope. If he was underneath Interscope, he'd be getting promoted. I know that for a fact, but I don't. I don't think it is Interscope. I don't think so, man. Because Interscope don't really promote no black artists no more. Yeah, maybe. Back in our day, they did, but I don't know what changed, but they do not promote like the black artists. Either. And uh, with uh, with Royce, uh, the Book of Ryan was a classic, but but like the one he just put out was not it. Uh, the other one, the book, yeah, Book of Ryan was a classic. This one was, uh, it was alright. I say it was alright. I had me skipping around I, more. The Book of Ryan, yeah. I was riding all the way through that book. <laughs> it was literally like a story. Hell yeah. It was like a story. The book rhyme was so good, uh, like you almost can't drive to it because, like, cause like you think about what he's talking about, something like you're like starting to zone out, and, and that's not that's not a good thing to do as you're driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who else from? And then you uh, got T Grizzy, which I can't fuck. With I can't, I can't do it. I can't do. But I'm, but he hot. He hot. That's the thing. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then you got him and another one. Where he's hot, I only heard heard about them. A big shot? No, uh, medium shot. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, big shot. High, of course, yeah, yeah. I don't. I be forgetting about him. And I, with him, it's like it's like this. A lot of people say he don't get as much credit as he deserves as well. But some people say he just trash. I, I'm on the. I'm the latter. I'm like think he's in the middle. But he ain't getting enough credit, but he ain't putting in his dues either. So that, that's kind of how I feel. And he could put out a lot more, like, to be potent and irrelevant. Like, for instance, I put it this way. Mm-hmm. J. Cole. J. Cole don't mm-hmm. do no features on his album. But then, just last year, this dude was on almost everybody's shit, killing. Killing. Yep. On fire. Yep. Yep. And he realized it, and 
And I remember he did the NBA uh, Stargate because of Charlie, North Carolina. He he hosts that shit. He did the headline for that, for the music and shit. And I'm saying, like, man, this dude is, like, on fire. You big up to him. And I'm sitting there, like, all right, cool. We know he's solid. Like, Big John, he needs to do that. But he don't. And that's how I was like, and I think that, yeah, he, he dropped a couple lines here and there on certain people's shit, but he just haven't had that eye catching, like, yo. Cause I can't even say, oh, that Big John album hot. He had a couple. No one has, no one has said that in history. <laughs> Those words have never been spoken. And I can't, I can't say that with him. And he, he can, no. but it's, I don't know. He just needs to feature and just come hot on the album. Literally put it to the forefront, man. Because I think he'd be too busy, too busy in love with old girl. <laughs> Lost in the sauce, man. Uh, Big Sean's problem are number one, his voice isn't commanding enough to take seriously. That that that's that, well, that's not his biggest problem, but that's one thing. Like like uh like same thing is like his J Rock. His voice is kind of off put. Uh, Big Sean's second problem is he, he has some he has some decent concepts. But his execution is always trash. Uh, I know that, that, that this is a hip hop sin, but Big Sean needs someone to help him, uh, punch up his lyrics sometimes, I feel like. Yeah. Like, he have a good concept, but like, is it made real corny? He needs somebody to come in and say, okay, like, Big Sean, that's a good concept, but don't say it this way, say it this way. I know people say that that's a sin to hip hop, but he could benefit from that. Yeah, you're right. But in terms of our home state and Detroit, Big Sean is probably the second biggest rapper of all time. <laughs> I know, I know. That was crazy. Yeah. And then you got some dude that I know you ain't never heard of. You might have heard of. I think, I think they're a group. They're not a group. It's really the one dude. And he was part of uh, Dope Boys Cash Out. And I heard about these dudes listening to um, what's it called? The All Out Show with Rude Drew. And it used to be Seer back in the day, but not just Rude Drew. And when he liked Dope Boy Cash Out, because he's from Michigan, from Detroit too. And Dope Boy Cash Out, it's just rugged. It's, it's almost that, it's that, that, that T Grizzly feel. It's got that beat that, mm. do, 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 like, it's like, and it's hot. It's actually hot. Come on, I heard Dope Boy Cash Out. I was like, damn, that shit go hard. That shit go hard. Which is, uh, mm. What's it called? The, the main song, uh, what's it called? Cash Out. Oh no, it goes, I fuck hoes. Okay. Mob Life. That's what it's called. That's what it's called, Mob Life. And okay. I'll write that down so I can Yeah, it. and it's like, cause when you, when you see the album, you got basically the feels very dope boy on there. <laughs> 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 it's all it's, it's, it's some gutter and some shit, but it sounds like some tears you see with it. Are the glasses buffs? Because, no, apparently that's a big thing <laughs> in Detroit. The buffs. <laughs> but not... Which I think are like... But, I think those are all like the Cardinal glasses, aren't yeah. they? Okay. Oh, also, sorry to interrupt when you're talking about Detroit, but uh, I, I thought of a, of, of a comparison. Of a... Not comparison, but essentially, T. Grizzly is the blue face of Michigan. I wouldn't say Due that. Due to the fact that he can't stay on beat to save his fucking life. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can say he stay on beat a little bit, but I can't stand that shit either. Man. Like, <laughs> blue face. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm, 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 I'm. 
like it, when you try to break it down, you like, hey, you gonna get to the, the hook, but it's like way off beat. <laughs> so I can't. I can't do Blueface, bro. Blueface said, "I like fucking my hoes call me fucker." What the fuck is that, bro? I like fucking so my hoes call me fucker. No, they're calling you a fucker, like motherfucker. A blueface. <laughs> I like fucking so my hoes call me fucker. That's dumb. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> but nah, though, but overall, though, I just like Detroit Sound. I know they got some other characters, some other folks that's coming up. I think somebody's going to come uh, with some relevancy soon. Like some, you think so? Somebody's going to take over. What's up? I said, like, you think so? And then I said, like, John Connor, but I, I think John Connor is from Flint. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so. Which is close to Detroit. But a lot of people won't give Man, people from that come from Detroit, they won't give all the other small cities credit, like Flint, Sack, and all that shit. Because right, yep. I, I tell exactly. you what, if you look in and Stevie Wonder bibliography, mm-hmm. that shit say Saginaw, Michigan all day, and then they went to Detroit. I, it, like, yep. <laughs> put it on y'all. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder is from BV. I know, I know. <laughs> from up the street, he lived up the street from where we grew up. That's what's crazy. He from SeaWorld, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think from SeaWorld. And that's what's crazy. And then people play, it was like, oh, yeah, he came from Detroit. I'm like, nah, man. And they're just like, and I always put this too. Like the Williams sisters, Serena Williams. Serena Williams was born yep. in Saginaw, Michigan. They straight from yep. BV too. And the crazy thing is, yep. they would never say that shit. They were like, oh, they came from Thompson. That's the first thing to come out of my life. It's always yep. the big city, but they'd never say, "Oh, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan." Like, come on, man! She was damn near raised yeah, almost but, like nine years of life before they went to fucking LA. <laughs> but I feel like they claim LA more than they claim Saginaw. Though. I've never heard them since they got really nah, big. I never heard them nah. say anything about Saginaw. But, so that's partially on them. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you look it up, like look it up on Wikipedia, that literally say born in Saginaw, Michigan, like straight up. I think her dad was working at the plant, probably. Yep. And and that better be in her fucking movie. Oh, she got movie? Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because wasn't there a coach a white dude? No, nah, they coached after that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's some white dude who's famous who, who, who's playing like the coach. I think it's, oh, yeah, uh, the dude who played the Punisher and the dude from, dude from Walking Dead. He, he playing um, one, one of their coaches. And that dude, I follow him um on the gram. Yeah, he's a hood dude, bro. Like he he's like a for real a hood dude. Like like he with the shits for real. <laughs> but yeah, people don't ever give Saginaw our props because uh the only person from Saginaw who, who claims Saginaw, well uh Lamar Woodley claims uh, he claims doesn't he claims he claims Saginaw and Draymond Green claims Saginaw. Yep, yep. Although Saginaw does not claim claim uh a dream line yeah, no. <laughs> for for whatever reason like Saginaw's not fucking it at all. I, I, uh, but I besides know that, that <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, besides that, I uh I, Mark Macon. Yeah, yeah. I you know I think Draymond came back and, and he had like a bad attitude and shit. I think that's what I heard. Maybe so. Because I know who his baby his baby mama is. I was telling Marisha about that. Who? You remember Jonathan Hardy? Yeah. His sister. Oh, for Elisa. real? Lisa Hardy. 
Oh yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a baby mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a baby mom. She was with him for from Sam from Michigan State, and I, I, I feel bad putting this boy business out there, but <laughs> but she was, he was out there from Michigan State, and she went to Michigan State, and I remember my uh this girl I grew up with too. She was friends with Jaleesa. Jaleesa was, in fact, she went to White Pine with me when I was out there. She was just a grade down, uh, two grades lower than me, or yeah, something like that. Probably two. And then, because I remember seeing her as a little girl, and then all of a sudden, she went to Michigan State, did her thing, and he was at Michigan State, too. So, basically, it was kind of like high school sweetheart, slash, maybe, slash, uh, we in college together, slash, now I'm in the NBA, you with me, we up here winning championships, you with me, and then he had a baby, she was pregnant, and then after that, between the pregnancy, that's when they fell off, because all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. I was seeing her, seeing her, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to be pregnant and third. And then nine months later, he was with some girl from Love and Hip Hop or whatever, Atlanta or whatever. Damn. And, yep, and she was doing her own thing. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Thinking, I used to be so devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be that, bro. To be honest with you, it actually kind of might be that. Cause I was just like, damn. It could be. It could be, yeah. Because at first I thought they were together eating the thing, but I guess she, I don't know what happened. She might have got pissed or whatever. But it was kind of good mm-hmm. kind of seeing them together. I was like, damn, maybe sacking off. You know, you see folks from back home that's doing extremely well for each other. I only seen probably like I can count on one hand that's been in the yeah. same area that's been in Saginaw, people born and raised, yeah. got their shit going together, kids going to college, all types of shit. Like, I only seen that probably, like, yeah, literally counting on one hand. Cause that's rare. Really rare. Uh, you got Mark making a little bit. You got <laughs> Lamar. Yeah. Uh, that's about that's, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's rare. Is Lamar from Mexico? still married to Jordan, yes. Fine ass <laughs> You got the finest girl. So, for those in the audience who don't know, uh, cause obviously you wouldn't, um, Lamar Woodley might be, was he in our grade? Nah, he was a great. He graduated older. older. He was 2003. I was, matter of okay. fact, I was in the class when he, I, I was crazy. It was when I went to the Saginaw High, which was, mm-hmm. was, to me, that was the best decision I ever made. Cause if not, I would have, <laughs> my grades and shit would have been fucked. I don't know. I, I would have graduated, but I just had to get away from all that, all that stuff that was going on at Arthur Hill. You know, young, mm-hmm. young kids, you know, trying to, Chase females, do this, trying to be popular, yep. all that shit. It's just like, yep, yep. I had to get away from that shit. Tell my story. I had to get away from that shit. Went to the hood <laughs> school that literally that, that that shit was like high school high. They, they needed a joke. <laughs> shit. So, yeah, motherfucker shooting, motherfuckers, you know, mm-hmm. riding around, riding around campus, folks dropping out. Like it, it was bad, but I went to. If you turned in your work, you got an A. <laughs> But, I, yeah, I went there just to get a change of scenery and had to get away from all that shit. And then my grades did pop up because after that, it was just like, when you see the teacher there. Turn to work in, you got A. <laughs> nah, when you, when you actually see the teacher there, they were literally trying to. Really? Yeah, not, no bullshit, bro. They was really That's trying true. to get into the minds of the kids there, man. It's just that some of the kids, man, they were so sucked into Oh, my brother, he gang related, or my, my, my mama and them, they on that south side shit. Like, it was like, it was that, that was drawing them out of that shit. 
because they knew the dope deals that came through there. But mm-hmm. I tell you, I, like it, they was trying so hard, like because I remember uh, I had two teachers. One was my trigonometry teacher, was a black dude. He was all in the like showing you how to do it, trying to get you. Like he was fully invested into it, even though I had somebody else help me figure it out. He was so invested to you and trying to teach you that with me, it was kind of like, dude, if you show me how to do it one time, I can figure out the rest of that. Like, I, I'm that type mm-hmm. of person, but he, he's the one who's literally trying to say, oh, so what would you look at to figure it out? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Why don't you just tell me? And once you tell me right. one time, yeah, I, I will figure it the fuck out. And he's too busy trying to draw a line. I, I couldn't stand it. But he was so invested in you learning. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But nah, man, you had a lot of people that was investing into you, in, into you there. But then it just got bad to the point that, uh, uh, like when you had dope boys drive, I'm gonna be on the bus, and it was this kid that was in the ninth grade. He had a blade and literally would cut the fucking seats up on the bus. And I remember seeing this shit because I was like, I'm make sure I do not sit behind this dude. Like, for real. Or in front of this dude, rather. Right, right. Because I seen him do it behind yeah. me. He literally stabbing the seats with a fucking blade he got from. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with a blade? And this dude was in the night grade. I was in the 11. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then you had the dope boys go through there. Uh, damn, that was a, I can't believe it was my 11th grade year because time was flying like a motherfucker. And then I remember uh Doe Boys would come through there, drive through. I remember seeing dudes playing his day, suits up cars. They would throw the money in the street, twenties, hundreds, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the streets. Mm-hmm. Kids would hurry up and try to run to grab the money, literally yeah. get hit. This was this was during school. After school, I was like, you yeah. about to leave and shit. They about to uh-huh. And then I'm like, you gotta be shitting me, man. And that's how bad it was, too. I just went there recently when I was down there last year. Your last one. And, uh, I go in there, bro, they got metal detectors. <laughs> About fucking time. And then, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And then I'm thinking in the back of my head, I thought it was new. I was like, damn, when y'all get these shits? He was like, yeah, man, it started getting bad a couple years ago, about four, five years ago. I was like, nigga, it was bad when I was going <laughs> You mean 50 years ago, nigga? What the fuck you talking about? We had a bill detector. Now y'all got bill detectors. And I went in there and I asked, like, can I get my transcript? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause I was trying to get them for my school, my uh, college, and taking college courses or whatever. I was just trying nice. to get some okay. shit, get some shit situated. And the lady was like, she looked at me and was like, oh, she was like, you went to school here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. And that's why I'm getting my. That's why I'm asking for my transcript. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> just trying to get my background. Just trying to talk to you to that third. So I told her I was like, yeah, I'm in the military. Blah blah blah. blah. As soon as I got out of school, I went from here to here. I I gave my whole bibliography of mm-hmm. me basically since I left school. And she looked at me and was like, damn. She was like, yo, you need to come here just to show these kids. Like she was kind of. She's like, is there any way, because I thought I was a recruiter. She's like, is there any way you can mm-hmm. come here to see the kids and that? Because <laughs> these motherfuckers need to see that shit, like, get some goddamn inspiration. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like, wow. And she was so amazed. So amazed by it. Like, because she, she, I guess, it's like, no, you barely see some, it's rare to see some, some positivity and shit yeah. like that. Like, like what the fuck? Yep. If somebody was to get out the hood and doing excellent, you either playing basketball, you got to, <laughs> 
Like Vicky said, you either got a, a, a wicked jump shot or you selling crack rocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but just to put this out there too for people in any audience, I will say this though. Uh, of everybody that I went to school with, like my core group of people, we're all doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so although we, it is true that a lot of people from our hometown aren't doing that great, there are a substantial amount of people that are doing like really well. Like, and, and same thing with my, with all of, of, of my brother's core group of friends too. So like, uh, so there are people from, from our, our area that are doing very well for themselves, but there are probably more, honestly, people that aren't. Yeah. It's way more that aren't. And, and are and that and that's the bad thing, man. Because mm-hmm. you you want to see folks, you know, what I'm saying, except you want to see people do this. Like, ooh, I ain't gonna put her name out there, but you know, <laughs> you got a name, this yeah, bitch. Because I be putting so many folks' names, but it's a girl we know we went to school with, and I, uh, my cousin ended up talking to her, and he was like, bro, she's this girl, literally. Worrying about her daddy cooking for her kids instead of her cooking for her kids. Like, bitch, what's you doing? What was you providing for? And a lot of motherfuckers, like I said, like I said earlier, stuck in the system and they don't, can't, they can't find their way out of it or they don't want to. And that shit bad. That shit bad. A lot of times they can't find their way out of it because they don't realize it. Yeah. It's like, uh, bruh, it's like, that's the fucked part about it's it. It's like, and I, like I preach to my son this, man, which I gotta get him to sit down so he can grasp the knowledge of it. You're stuck in the fucking matrix. And you gotta figure your yep. way out of that shit. Because if you don't, it's, it's never That's ending. Facts. You always gonna be losing. Mm-hmm. You always gonna be losing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, but you were telling an anecdote about Lamar Woodley and oh, Jordan. Oh, my bad. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. All right, so, I just want to hear the story, honestly. Oh, yeah, nah. He was in my uh, my government class, bro. Uh, him, and it was another dude named Big Sam. They was like real cool, like brothers and shit. They both played football. Sam ain't doing I know he wasn't doing shit from the get-go. Will, when you see him in the, in the hallway, that dude looked like a grown man. That dude was fucking huge. Yep. Like, <laughs> I've only seen him like two times uh, back in high school, but I do remember he was always uh, huge. Like, that motherfucker's huge. That was like, you do play defensive line and defensive tackle, whatever. Like, or defensive end, defensive tackle. Like, dude was big as fuck, like 6'3", 2", whatever. Like, motherfucker was strong as hell, jumping out of the gym. It's no wonder he went to the NFL and did what he did. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to Sacramento, uh, started a school. I don't know how good the school yep. going. I know it's still open and everything, so yeah. I'm, I'm glad he did get back to the community. He did do like po- is it a school school, it's a school, school. Or, or like like some kind of summertime? It's okay, school, school. okay. It's a I, I, I thought it was like some kind of academy in the summertime for kids. Nah, it's a school school, and it's a uh, okay. Right. He ended up I forgot what school he ended up redoing, putting his money into it. But when you do do schools like that, it basically I think it's like an elementary first or. Okay, nice. It's the elementary or middle school combined. Like you go all the way up to middle school combined, but I think it's because they got to start off with one grade first, and then if that once that go good, then you get the other grade and the other grades and the other grades and the years progress. Oh, I see. Because they have to mm-hmm. start off slow that way because you can't say, oh, yeah, makes you know, sense. first through K, K through fucking whatever. We're going to start it off, and then once it goes to shit, it's like, fuck. Like, <laughs> right. All these kids got to go somewhere. You know, this, that, and third. 
you know, they can't, that's the reason why they start off slow like that, to make sure it's a success, and then once they get the money mm-hmm. and all that shit going, then good. So, yeah, I give it, I, got, I can give it to them, uh, you know, in the hallway, and, and then I remember, also, I also remember us copying all folks, uh, people's paper, and we was passing shit around the government class. That dope. We'll say that, though. You gotta get that dope. So we did do that to get um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the fact that he, cause, Anyone who's from Saginaw who may listen to this show, I, I doubt there's very many, but um, in our, from, two, from the years 2000 to 2004, so like the time that we began ninth grade until the time that we ended ninth grade, everybody who was in high school from that time was in love with Jordan, I'll keep her last name out of the podcast, but now it's Woodley. <laughs> everybody. She was the most beautiful girl in Saginaw. That's facts. And I, and everybody wanted her, and I know a, a, a couple of dudes who tried to get at her, including and me. Didn't get far. <laughs> you tried to get her too. Yeah, when I was working at Mike, she came by. Oh, I remember. I, I remember that now. Yep, 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 yep. I remember. Cause I ain't know who she Did was. Did she give you any play? Damn. Who the hell? I was like, who's this? And then the dude from Bridgeport told me who she was. I was like, oh, she word. And then after that, yeah, I tried to. <laughs> did she turn it down easily or did she just like play nah it was turned down peacefully <laughs> that, that's what I've always heard though bro she was never like a bit about yeah. and uh I think my brother tried to get at her and I think he, I think he had her number back in the day bro but uh she was of the type that she would give a couple guys a number but like they had a couple of days to like catch her attention and, and then and not uh, she was done uh you remember James he went to Carlton, or like your last name starts with the H from Zenders. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't want to say his name, but yeah, him. Yeah, that was cool. But he he took her to the movies a few times, I feel like. Probably did. Hey, is he still around? Yeah, but. <laughs> that's actually a good question, man, because that was a cool nigga, man. Uh, I'm going to ask Lawrence. Cause, cause, like, yeah, last, I, last, last I heard. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Last I heard, he was working at the River Rain. Yeah, like the jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the last thing I heard, too. I don't know if I heard, I think I might have heard that from you. The last time I seen him been. was when we went uh-huh. to go eat. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Like, he, he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit, shit, that was like maybe 10 years ago, if not more, right? Yeah, that was a group ago. That was a long time ago, because I don't think, I don't think that you were married. No, nah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that was a long ass time ago. And then uh, I saw him in Bay City one time, like going off to the bars. Yeah, that that's that probably last time I saw him. That was probably 2011 or 12, because I was I was in Bay City with Cordell, and and like we saw him out there at uh at one of those bars. But yeah, um, but Jordan Jordan was definitely the finest girl in the world, and uh, and I gotta say, based on what Woodley has done for a Saginaw giving back, and and he seems to be pretty humble. So uh, that's definitely like a good couple. I'm not mad that I didn't get her, or, or but I, I I never even got a chance to even get her, bro, because I've never be, I never had any opportunity to be around her like that. I've always seen her from afar. Yeah, but I know a lot of people who will try to talk to her. Yeah, I just looked up and found her. I still got her. I think yeah, she she my Facebook friend too. She did send me on Facebook. It was a while back. But she don't, she hardly be on there though. 
Yeah, Will, yeah, Willie though, he, he be on like Instagram, he be on the gram more than anything. But. <laughs> and then, uh, like, the thing about him is, he always seemed like he was pretty humble because I never, I never really heard about him in high school. Yeah, he was humble. He didn't want crazy none of that shit. He wasn't like, uh, I remember Charles Rogers. Yeah. Yep. Charles Rogers, Tra- he just died what, last year or this year. It was last- he died. Yeah, he died, bro. How? Uh, they never said because he did because you can YouTube him. YouTube, he had uh, basically he went back home, got arrested, all that shit, doing drugs and all that shit. Right. I thought he was on drugs. That's the reason why he died. It, he might have been. I don't know, but he died when he was in Florida. He was working for his homeboy, who was a manager. He might have even got the money from Charles Rogers to start the business. Maybe I don't know, but the dude. Mm-hmm had him being a manager for uh, basically his car company or whatever he had, the business he had going. And yeah, he died. Yeah, he died recently, man. man I forget. That's they never, I forgot what they said. They didn't never say well, why I'm going to look into it. Because when he died, they just said mm-hmm. he died. Everybody literally thought it was drugs. But when you see how old he was on there, I'm like, damn, this dude look old. Like, he looked beat up. And the dude was in really? yeah, he was in really? tears on the YouTube. It was a literally... Uh, a news news reporter that they was like, oh, he was the number, basically he was the number three pick in the motherfucking draft going to Detroit Lions. But the dude had, where he fucked up at was when he went to Detroit, he got addicted to painkillers and basically he was smoking weed. Mm. And then after that, Detroit Lions ended up getting their four million back from him because he had like, what, 30-something million, some shit like that. And then after that, dude had so many kids that it was ridiculous. And he was on there almost in tears on news things because he said, my kids gotta see that shit when he gets old. Basically, my mistakes are where I fucked up at, and it's gonna be bad yeah. because it's gonna be looking like your dad, like I hit like an addict in a way, basically. But it's shit that he fucked up at. That's that's shit he did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, he just died, man. When he died, a lot of people, like, man, it's probably yeah, died because it's all on my time. I was like, well, mm-hmm. man, I mean, he did what he need to do. He do shit for the city. He was supposed to be the savior uh-huh. type deal. But right, he definitely. Yeah, was. But he fucked that shit away because he was just man. The the dude that I don't hear about because he also cried too when he found out that he died was the guy from Heritage, Stuart Swagger. That dude, I don't know where the fuck he at. He didn't say nothing. He cried mm-hmm. when he found out he died too, and he was just like man because they used to hang out and you know they was kind of in competition with each other. Right, but right. Dude was just like man. It what it is. Stuart Swagger both, they both went to the league. But Swagger, mm-hmm. I think with him, he just didn't, he didn't pop, like, he didn't do well in the NFL. He did, he got his money, then after that, it was like, yo, it's time to grow. Cause NFL quick, you got your craft, you gotta go at it. You gotta, it would have seemed like, yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta be locked in. <clears throat> what you gotta do, this at a third. And then once you get your, you get your first money, cool. You go get your second bag. You get the second bag because you, what you shooting for is the second bag. Once you get the second bag, cool, mm-hmm. you you solid in. Now the third one, it's like an iffy. It depends on where you at in your career, and then you'll be lucky. You'll be lucky as hell if you get a fourth one. The third way is like all fifty fifty, but the fourth one that's like legendary. If you get it, if you don't, then you like fuck it. Let me put it up because hell, even Lamar Willie, he only got one, he got two bags. You got the first one, and then you got the second yeah. one. And the second one was the jump one. And then the third one, it was just like, oh, we're going to give you this hundred, 
just one year. And then after that, it was just a wrap. Because he got hurt and everything. Everything was going out on him. Yep. Man. He was getting beat the fuck up. Uh, and what was his name? Uh, he was Terry Richardson's cousin or brother, uh, D. Rich. He played for, uh, in the NBA, uh, some third tier team. Dude, like, remember, uh, I, I know remember, you're talking um, about. Who I'm talking about? I can't think. Uh, D. Rich. I think it was like, uh, not the Celtic, but it's a pretty good team. It was like, okay, see, maybe before they got hot, I can't even remember. I know you talking about yeah. you said D Rich or you talking about J Rich. I forgot about J Rich, I'm yeah, sorry. J Rich, yeah. J Rich. Oh he had he had, he was in, he did Yeah, he played for Golden State before Golden State. Golden State, yes. Then he played yep, yep, for Phoenix. Yep. And then mm-hmm. he played for some other team. I don't know if it's the Wizards or something. But he had a good career. I think his career was good, man. He yeah. did like NBA wise, you can last forever, but he did good. He lasted good 14, 15 years before he actually retired, retired, and they gave him his props and everything. And I think he still stay. I think he stay in Phoenix, just chilling out there. Mm. But I know he don't come back to Saginaw. That's a damn show. I mean, as soon as everybody get their bag, I don't blame. He'll never come yeah. to Saginaw unless I, they go visit family, and that's it. Yep, and stay low key. But that goes to show, although our home city does have some fuck shit going on in it currently and in the past. There are a lot of success stories, at least at some point. They don't all end well, but... So, like, it, it's all the good and the bad. Um, but okay, uh, we'll probably wrap this shit up because I know your family probably wants you to uh, get yeah. you back. Uh, what do we, we want to do next month? Uh, well, first, a summit episode or a list? I think we should do a summit. Okay. And actually, I'm gonna think we should do something on Lil Wayne. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah, because uh, there's actually a lot to talk about because we know about Wayne before the Carter one. Yeah, I know. Motherfuckers, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the Carter one. Uh, I think it's his first album. That's like his fifth album. Isn't yeah, it? that's his third or fifth. That might be. Yeah. Fifth. That wasn't his third. That was like his. Fifth. It could be. <laughs> yeah. Or hold on. Yes. Hold on. Let me think. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. I, I say four. I'll say four. Because he had 500 Degrees. Yep. Lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle. Life, yeah, Lifestyle. Uh, the block is hot. Block is hot. Yeah, it was his fourth. Yep. His fourth album. Yeah. And he had some gems on the old album, too. Cause like, you know, it's just dumb now. But fucking <laughs> Bitnight, that shit was, that shit was slapping. Yeah, bro. man. I just want to hear that, Ralph. I don't even want to talk. If a baby come out with braids, I ain't the pot. And all I ain't the pot. He's still that shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, that shit is like Okay. So, uh, people out there in the audience, uh, hopefully you excuse our, uh, our hometown talk, but I think the people find that type of shit interesting. Like, that gives them a chance to know more about us and, like, our background. Yeah. Uh, but next month, we will bet with, with the Little Wayne Summit. Because I think it's going to be really fucking good. And I'm going to actually do some research on this. And that might be a long episode. Yeah, I know. Because... <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. He's not that much older than us, but he's had a long fucking career. True. One thing before we get off. He might be the most successful child rapper of all time. Child rapper. Or he, or he might be the most successful child rapper. Maybe. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> without a doubt. Besides, yeah, because he's more... Cause he's so successful to Ti. He's so prevalent. Like I, I have yeah. to get. That's why I got. 
when listen to that interview with Eminem, yeah. and you would your perspective, you would just be like, damn, it really it had me thinking for me. I was like, damn, he is relevant as hell, like really, really good. Yeah. I thought, even though I just thought that, I never thought his acclaimness would be. I always thought he would be a soft rapper, but I thought he would be a soft rapper like you know, like Pimsy and Bumpy, to the point where mm-hmm. they're not. They're good, Household but names. they're not a big name like Jay Z. Yeah, I rock star status. Now mm-hmm. he ended up hitting that status, and when he did, it shocked the fuck out of me. It really shocked. Yeah, it shocked the vote because when you get more like you get a different ethnicity, Louis singing Little Rain versus Blow for Blow, you just like, how the fuck did they get two with this shit? <laughs> White people's favorite Lil Wayne song is. It's steady mobbing. The one song they should be singing. Because <laughs> it goes, fuck these niggas. Oh, White yeah, people that's my shit. That's like my top five. <laughs> that's, that's definitely Wayne's top five. Because that shit is a fucking anthem, bro. For real. That song is a song you can play back in the day. While you fucking get ready to go out on your way to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> you play that shit on repeat. That shit gets you hype. Yeah, and then the video was good, too, man. It was just showing his crib. He just walk around. <laughs> Yeah, I personally hated that video because they, they filmed that shit on like a fucking Nokia flip phone. <laughs> and then like his his fucking lip syncing was off too. Yeah. yeah, but it was cool. Like he had a cold ass house. Yeah, I know. And, like that song is probably in the top. Uh, was that Carter three? No, that was on the uh, the Young Money. Young Money. Yeah, you're right. Yep, 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 yep. That probably like like last song on her. It's kind of like a bonus like song, wasn't it? Yeah. Cause that was him and a uh, Gucci. Mm-hmm. What that fuck is up? Gucci fell off me. Did it, did it, did it, but it, did it, but it, did it, boy. But yeah, like that's gonna be a, a, a good episode. Uh, I'm at. I'm gonna just like some research on that. Yeah, but but before we get off, I think it is true that he's the most successful rapper from down south. Because I can't think of anybody else who's had a career as long as him and who has been as relevant as long as he has. Yeah, I know. You can't say T.I. Because T.I. fell off after King. Uh, You can't say Gucci. Gucci's probably close, but Gucci's kind of a household name, but but not like Wayne. You can't say Luda. No, you can't say Luda. You can't say Jeezy. I think it is him, man. Yeah. He's the most successful downside rapper of all time. And the most successful teen rapper to a dog. Because you can't say Bow Wow. Nah. That's, yeah, that, so, and that's the thing that shocked me. That, that's what shocked me because it hurt. You think a kid rapping there is going to stop. And then once it don't stop, then you think it's a South rapper. And people ain't going to get it to him on the yeah. mainstream. Man, he did all of that. And I was like, Shh. He did all of that. That's why I put him. And, 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 that's the reason why I put him in the OG status. That's why I was like, I put the OG status. Yeah. <laughs> because he's been around since like middle school, and and we gravitated towards him because he was close to being our age. But unlike most kid rappers, he, he was not talking about kid shit. He was talking about killing niggas and fucking bitches. Exactly. At eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that. that that's gonna be a good ass episode, bro. There's so much we can fucking talk about. And then, I, and then Wayne never actually fell off. Wayne had all those fucking legal issues, so so he took a step back. Yeah. 
And then, like, when the Carter Five came out, although it's an old album, it didn't sound that dated. That shows you how ahead of his time that Wang was. True. You're right about that one. Damn. Yeah, like, that's going to be a good fucking episode. But, all right, um, we will see you guys next month on the show. I hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you enjoyed our talk. And like I said, uh, there's even more content after this episode goes off. So keep listening to it in the background. And, sorry, I'll be back. The last plug, um, make sure you guys check out the YouTube channel. We have been doing weekly videos on that since we began. And we have another three in the can. So just go to YouTube, search for True Story Based on Fiction, that puts up all of our videos. We don't really talk about much of the hip-hop like we do on this show, but if you, if you listen to us, you know this is a network that has a, a myriad of shows, um, so you can also see some of that content live in the living color on YouTube. <laughs> but, uh, don't, uh, and me and one of the hosts of uh, one of the other shows were saying that this year we need to come up with Sign off yeah, for all the shows again <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I have no idea. But like our our sign off is the fact that we don't can't remember our sign off. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of these days I'll go back and listen to like our first couple of episodes, and we'll use that one or we'll get like a brand new one. We'll probably get a brand new one that's shorter because yeah. uh, our was a little long. But all right, uh, we'll see you guys next month. I right, I'll take it easy. Oh. Yeah, but all right, bro. Uh, like we'll try to plan out uh, that recording. All right, man. But like, have a good one,
just, I don't know, bro. I've been everywhere. Um, <laughs> think about the quarantine, think about the politics that was going on. Right. So wow. And then it seemed like Michigan just fucking like a dumpster fire going down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> pretty much. <clears throat> oh man, it's sad. It's just getting and the sad I think the most sad thing about it is it's just getting so overlooked, man. Like it and it's crazy. It's crazy because it's like ain't nobody like saying, Oh, let me step in uh, president wise or whatever. That you can't trust the governor and them shit. They the ones who let the shit happen. Like motherfuckers right. knew about that shit. They knew they knew about the, the damn shit for almost about ten, fifteen years now. It's like or twenty really. And then it happens and y'all like, Oh, up in arms. And y'all still ain't got the the pipes and flint done yet and that's exactly. getting swept underneath the rug. But yet when fucking the damn economy goes down president them, they can be like Oh yeah, let's throw this three trillion dollar fucking goddamn package at everybody. Like, what the fuck? Like, and that's what well, boggles. That's what that's the shit that's like. What the fuck is we doing? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, people people don't even talk about Flint anymore. And Flint still doesn't have clean water. And uh, yeah, um, I don't think that this is the current governor's fault. This is shit that she inherited. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people. Just thought that this would never happen. And then granted, this was unprecedented. <clears throat> and the crazy part about it, bro, um, it happened. Okay, like we had a flood in 2017 that I thought was worse than this one. But obviously, this one's way worse. Uh, cause it rained hard as fuck, uh, like all day Sunday and then into Monday. But I didn't think anything crazy was happening until Tuesday, like when my phone call kept getting all these alerts and shit. And then I'm like, okay, the city of Midland. Now, I'm in Midland, but I'm like, but I'm not sure if this is me. I don't see no water outside my shit. So then, so then I text my uh boy who lived down the street. I'm like, bro, is, is this us? He's like, nope, it's the other side of town. And then like, two of my coworkers had to uh evacuate. Uh, one had to um evacuate her apartment, and my boss had to uh evacuate her house. And the one who had to evacuate her apartment, her dad had a, a house on Sanford Lake or fucking what's some lake, one of the lakes that got fucking fucked up. And like that house is gone. And like that's the house that uh she grew up in. And like that motherfucker's gone, bro. Damn. Yeah, this is fucked up out there, bro. But luckily, uh on my side of town, nothing. Like it's like nothing it's like nothing even happened. Um, like do you remember when you were here, and like you went to um that uh, Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like that side of town is fucked up. Oh, and then like the water came like the Saginaw like a little bit too, but like not nearly uh, like as bad as it is here. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's the shit that's bugging me. Like in Saginaw, they did get it basically where I grew up at over there. Where I had moved, we had moved out of BV and moved to the township over there on Center Road and I want to say it's Michigan. Mm-hmm. Center Road in Michigan where it actually meets at because it is a river over there. It's like a little dam or a river over there. I think it's the Tilbawassee River. And cause I remember we used to go fishing over there back in the day and mm-hmm. right where you go fishing at, like before you hit that area, it's a, it's a, what used to be a Seven Eleven, now it's like some store. I think it's abandoned now. Probably. It, to, it turned into some store, but now it's abandoned. 
Man, I seen pictures of that shit over there. All oh, that shit was flooded. Damn. Even even where like my homeboy and you know, I remember where we used to just uh where they used to stay at in the little uh what's it called? I forgot what the damn apartment's called. They like uh townhouses. All that shit was flooded. I was like, What in the hell? And it's just yeah, man, that shit bad. And it hit that corner and a lot of people over here talking about some that shit I hope it don't rain, but they over here talking about some that shit might end up actually hitting the Saginaw River sooner or later if she don't like if they don't sustain it that shit could get worse that's why i don't know if it's raining there i hope it ain't raining here <laughs> so all of those dead bodies that that inhabit the saginaw river are gonna fucking come to the surface huh yeah for real <laughs> like i don't know man that's why i was like shit, that shit started raining there bro i'm gonna start getting biblical for real <laughs> Bro, uh, on some for real shit, man. I wonder if this is people out there like let me read their Bible. I, I wonder if this is the beginning of the seven years of tribulation, bro. Yeah, for real. I don't like thinking that way, but like this is too much. Nah, to yeah, because th- yeah, think about it though. It's like you got COVID nineteen going yeah, on, a plague that's and, like from the ancient times. Michigan, Michigan getting hit from it like hardcore to the point that I heard y'all still got the, the, the state standards and shit still going. <laughs> but um, there's some dispute about that saying that like it's because the governor isn't making a good choice. But my no, thing was I think she's doing the right thing. I kind of do too because all, all these states are reopened. I haven't seen the numbers on new cases but I bet new cases are, are, are pretty high. Bro, they, 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 they high here in Texas and they even higher than what they're actually proclaiming them to be. They're trying to withhold the numbers from the media so they don't leak out. I got somebody that actually talked to government officials, and they know for a fact that it's higher than what the news is telling. They just trying to hold back. Say, oh, yeah, it's cool. We good. It's down there. And motherfuckers still out here getting sick, dying. Shit's crazy. I was like, crazy. (laughs) It definitely is. And then it should just keep happening. Like, it seems like since Kobe died, bro, it's been down there. I know. I know, right? Ever since then, there's this crazy shit after crazy shit, bro. It's fucking... It's real, bro. And then, like, with this flood shit, like, the worst flood we've had in this city, probably this state, I think it is said in, like, 500 years or some shit. That, that's like, God damn, we having this... And then, the people who had to evacuate their homes had to go to shelters where they aren't going to be six feet apart. So that means that our number's about to go up. Yeah, go for it. That shit crazy. And I think this is what pisses me off, though, ultimately, is the fact that, all right, they did the right thing getting the stimulus money out. This and third, people worry about businesses and all this other shit because they also gave these business loans out for all these big corporations and them getting them, not the small businesses. That's, mm-hmm. you know, 100000 or whatever. You Like, you got a fucking motherfucker like, I put, like the Lakers. They end up getting that money ahead of time. But yep. the thing is, a lot of people was like, oh, they shouldn't have did that, blah, blah, blah. But in the back of my head, no, I get it why they did it. It's just that they they got their statistic people, financial people was on their shit from the get-go. It was like, hey, we about to, mm-hmm, fuck that. We ain't about to be a part of this shit. So they end up putting some money because they don't know where they shit go. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So I, I get it. But then people looking at it like, oh, they, they, they gave the money back. And then they, a lot of people was like, Oh, well, they had got the money back. They was gonna get put out. Well, they got put out 
when they turned the money back. As soon as they turned the money in, then it got put out. But the thing is, though, you wouldn't have got leaked out. They, a lot of people saying that they wouldn't have got leaked out if they would have just took the money and shut the fuck up. Because you can't talk about people financial shit. Right. Because then they would ain't no catching a lawsuit. Huh? Unless it leaked from a source. But ultimately, though, this is the thing that backs me. I'm, I'm, I'm a straight up give the money to the people. Government needs to do what the fuck they need to do and say, hey, we about to give these folks money, blah, 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 so they can survive because we got 40 million people. They ain't got no fucking job. Right. And third, you got to pay rent. You got to put food, water, shut the whole nine yards. But these goddamn motherfuckers up here too busy worry about people coming up, worry about people's pockets and shit. Like, and it, you know, it's on both sides of the fence to get the shit done. But it's like, dude, like, both of y'all is just like, it's, it's getting nerve wracking with each other because you got, you know what I'm saying? And I really kind of hate the Republican side of it because of the fact that they looking at it like, oh, we don't want to give these unemployed motherfuckers no money because they ain't going to get a job. That's how they think. Like, no bullshit. Right. They ain't going to get a job. I'm like, what the fuck out? You think people want to just be sitting out here so I don't want to get, like, free love? I'm like, oh, man, we just going to wait on the job. No. I don't know no motherfucker out here that's like that. But I'm sitting there like, dude, like, come on, man. If they had a job and they ain't lost it, and they just like, oh, we were kind of waiting. No, I don't know nobody that's like that. I know motherfuckers that's like that, that being worked, using the system and all that other shit, because they haven't been having a job for God knows how long because they ain't trying to get one, but them ain't the ones that's getting the money. So why are you worried about these folks' pockets so hard of somebody doing getting to come up and all that shit? No. Get you got people dying, you got people that ain't got no job. Come on, man, get these folks their money. You know, you got kids out here and family starving in the street. I just went to Walmart today. This dude had his whole family out there. Damn. He wasn't black, he wasn't white. He was I almost think he was some type of uh middle eastern. Mm. I ain't on the street, bro. Like that's how bad it was. I was like, yo, yeah, they said I'm on we hungry, we ain't got no place to stay, this, that, that. Like, come on. Like, wake up people. Like, I ain't never seen no shit not like that on that end. Right. On that ethnicity. <laughs> Especially for that ethnicity, bro. That's that's actually the crazy part about that story. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, that's rare. That's, that's rare as fuck. That's why I was just like, what the, what the fuck is really going on? Because, yeah, he wasn't white, he wasn't black. That dude was little, middle, eastern. He ain't from here. And he literally out there like, yo, we hungry, we ain't got no money. It's crazy. He must have had some problems before the shit popped off because I'm uh, not the stereotype, but, but this is a positive stereotype. They typically keep their money for a long time. But, yeah. Or they their have, family. Yeah. Their, their family would be able to get the money that they need to do whatever because they got long pockets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like the, I don't want to say put it in our you know, African American community where that I wish we was like, like I wish. Yep. And the only reason why we ain't like that is because everybody got this fucking wrong mentality on things. And, and granted, it, some of it's from, I'll say it from racism and getting brought up in the community is that and third, but you can break, you can break it. But some folks don't want to. They still got that mentality of literally, you know, not getting a job, not doing this. And, you know, I don't want to, why should I do this just to the other dude for, for him to come up? When you should be congratulating dude to come up and be like, oh, how should I get there? And then the guy that came up be like, hey, let me put you on. <laughs> and, and that second part never happens because uh, rarely do you see anybody in our uh, demographic that will put anybody else on. 
And then the other reason, the other issue is, <clears throat> unfortunately, you can't, we can't trust ourselves. And some of that is our own, well, some of that is us not being trust, trust, trusting people. And some of it is some people who would be the biggest proponent of coming together like that. They're kind of trying to finesse us so you can't trust them. Because, uh, I think we, I think we spoke about this on the show before, but maybe two years ago, uh, some thug was talking about, uh, his black owned bank that uh, he, he puts his money in. And I was like, I couldn't do it. Because if it was a black-owned bank, unfortunately, I couldn't trust them with my money. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that, I put all my money in there, then guess what? The bank's gone. Yeah. And I never see them, I never see them or or any any of that money again. Yeah, bro, but it's just, it's just all crazy. Uh, it's a blessing that that flood didn't affect me or anybody on my side. And, like, it didn't uh, affect my route going to Saginaw and coming back. But, yeah, but like I said, like, it, it affected people that that I know. You know, uh, most of my friends didn't have any problems either. Uh, my friends who live here, but like I said, I cut my coworkers had a problem. And then my boss, he couldn't get to uh, work for two days because because uh, he lives in Mount Pleasant. Uh, because oh, okay. there wasn't a path from Mount Pleasant to Midland. Yeah, how did I say that? Yeah, so straight crazy, like it's crazy shit that, that we've never seen in our lifetime. We are we are living in history, bro. Yeah, for real. And then y'all got them folks out there. I remember when I was talking to my friend about it. You got these folks that thinking that their rights is getting, like, uh, restricted. And so they up here bringing guns and shit to the state capitol and all that shit. I ain't never seen no shit like that in my life in Michigan. But, but when somebody brought to my knowledge, like, where these people come from, this, that, and third, I'm like, oh, no, they always been there. They, they been there. It's just yep. the thing is, it never been, publicitized to the point that you see it. Now you see it from an action. I cause it was talking about that on uh on my rate uh Sway in the morning. Cause the one dude with my muse that gives news, he's from Lansing, Michigan, he's from Michigan. Mm. He was like, Oh my mom still stayed at this that and the third. He was like, I've never seen this that and the third before. I was like, Bro, trust me, you probably ain't never been around this shit, but I was like, Trust me, I've seen it. And I was like, You had to feel it just being around in Michigan in general, because the tensions, it's tension between white and black in Michigan. I don't yep. give a fuck what nobody say. Yep. It's down third. And then you also got KKK memories in certain areas of Michigan, hands down. Because there's certain areas of Michigan where it's just straight white. Black, straight white. Ain't no Mexican, ain't no black, like none of that. Mm-hmm. So, to not say, oh, I ain't never seen nothing like this before. Like, yeah, you probably ain't seen that before, but when they gun carry into the state capital, walking in with pistols and all that, talk about this state right and all that shit, that shit should never happen. Not unless right. somebody black, unless somebody black do that shit, motherfuckers be arrested or be dead. dead. <laughs> no fucking arrest, straight dead. <laughs> and, 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 and bro, and the thing is, like, you can't, like, members of the Anglo Saxon demographic cannot stand anyone telling them what they can't do. With us, we're used to being told what we can't do, so like, all this shit isn't like that big, a big deal to us, but telling like, an Anglo-Saxon gentleman, or a madam, that they can't go somewhere, or, or they have to put a mask on. And then, oh, it's a free country, and they think it's okay, it's a free country, quote-unquote. But, if you're going to a business, it is their priority, it's their prerogative to say, you have to wear a mask to come in our establishment. Even though it's a free country, quote unquote, 
It's not free when you walk into a, a building that you don't own. But they want to complain about wearing a mask so they don't infect themselves and get other people sick. I think that's so fucking stupid. But that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's fucking wild. I almost think it's almost like the apocalypse in a way. I mean, yeah, I hate thinking that way, but all the signs point, because, like, this is shit that's... But at the same time, though, right? So how people here are are flipping out about this flood. Let's go back to 2007, Hurricane Katrina. Like, that's some shit that's crazy. But granted, that's in a, in a part of the world where that typically happens. So, and then, uh, I, I think other countries have had viruses like this. I mean, cause remember when fucking... Ebola came back like eight years ago. Yeah, no, nah, so, uh, yeah, we we yeah we've had viruses before. Like it's been this this has happened before viruses. But the whole world at the same time. That's the yeah. uh, that's the crazy that's part the, about it. That's the crazy part, yeah, because it spread it so quickly that it's the whole world. We had with the H one N one. Yeah, like I said, swine flu, virus, bird swine flu. flu. Yeah, yep. but it was just like American. That's it. It was like U.S. and maybe a couple places here and there, but it wasn't like fast. Like this shit spread like wildfire, like the plague. Yeah, and that's why everybody was like, "Oh good. shit!" Like <laughs> let my people go, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, and it's like, uh, because our shit is gonna be until I think June twelfth or some shit, and that's a long fucking time because it started in March. It is kind of putting like a cramp on everybody's lives and shit. Uh, like your boys, our dating life is kind of fucked up right now because of this shit. Well, yes and no. Uh, this part, I'll definitely take out. But I'm fucking a girl.